that's a great question. 92? Jesus. No, Spencer 92, Sean's 93, this is 94. 94. All right. God. You're losing track, Ben. Well, I mean, that sounds like a lot, but I mean, we consider how many years we've been doing this. We actually feel like we're we're pretty behind, actually. Yeah, but you guys have been super consistent with it, like the better part of the last six months, right? Yes, yes. We've we just started uh, making it a weekly thing where we committed to everyone, right? Week. Which I don't think people understand how hard it is to do that. No, <laughs> it's hard to do a weekly yeah. podcast. Yeah, we're lucky that we have like people like you that we can just call on when we need one for next week. You know? Yeah. Well, how this did it start as a bi-weekly initially? It started as chaos, like you know, no, there's no, there's no <laughs> rhythm or rhyme or anything. And it was um, in 2020, I started listening to a lot more podcasts. I'm like, we got to do this. We have so much access to incredible everyone, personalities, researchers, athletes, uh, business entrepreneurs. Like we have, it's like the we have a great network of connections. Yeah. and you do too. You probably have even more with all the retail stuff you've picked up. I want to talk about and everything, but we uh, we never really just committed to it and so like this year we just we finally said we're going to commit to it and you can see the numbers they work Mm -hmm. also having um having like two layers of video editing we have three people really if you include ben who can do solid video editing so you can get the reels going and it doesn't disrupt the 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 regular flow but like yesterday was a big launch day we had a few things happening so it's uh yeah you can't forget about it and everything so it's better if you schedule them out but we're uh yeah, we're excited to have you here. So well, we haven't done an official yeah, let, let, introduction, but I think everyone... I'm sure we'll leave all that in, but we'll, we'll just say here, yeah. uh, this, it's episode 94 of the Pricewell Podcast. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Uh, I'm super excited today. Uh, obviously, Mike and I are here, but we have Ryan Buckeye of Fitness Informant, which uh, this is really cool. I have been on Ryan's podcast, I think, like four times, mm-hmm. um, and that's usually where our paths collide officially, but we've never actually had him on the Pricewell Podcast, I don't think. So... Uh, I'm super excited to talk today, uh, just so everyone knows, uh, especially Ryan and I, I don't know if Mike said anything but getting on earlier before me, but we have planned nothing for this. Like, we have not talked about any just any topics. No. So, um, you know, I told, we we, we posted online, I, I have Q&A for later, but and a lot of people reach out like, what are you guys, you know, like, what's the topic? I have no clue. So, and I, I'm really excited about that. It's funny because when we do podcasts too, and you guys are probably in the same boat, they'll reach out and be like, hey, what are we going to talk about? I'm not, we're just going to talk. I'm not giving you a script. I'm not giving you questions. That's so like yuck. Um, and this is a better conversation this way anyway, just like shooting at the hip, you know, think on your feet. If you're really, you know, if you're concerned about saying something you shouldn't be, uh, that's on you. But I mean, it's, it's super, you know, just, just go with it. Yeah. I mean, what's interesting is when, so a lot of times I like to bring on researchers being the sciencey guy. I like to bring mm-hmm. on researchers, especially after a study has been published or if you know there, there's something happening um, that's of interest. The, uh, the CBD news, we had CBD MD on earlier. And, and so like, we like to bring people on when there's a hot topic, but you could tell that they're confident in the research when they are like, they're, they're cool with no holds barred. You know, if, right. if they're like, Oh, don't ask about this P value or something like that. Then I'm like, mm, you know, um, then that's, that's a, like a big red flag. And we don't really ever have For that sure. with a lot of people we've had on, or I don't think we've ever had that. So that's been fun. Now, some, uh, yeah, sometimes you'll have like, you'll run into NDA stuff. I asked uh, yeah. TK a couple questions that were basically like, whoops, you know, there's NDA stuff that we can't ask, but, uh, I think people understand that, you know, we have to maintain confidentiality sometimes, but in right. my, in my eyes, the researchers, um, if they need to provide a script, that's, that's a red flag. And we haven't had that. Yeah. Lately, so that's good. I just want to say, based on what you just said to Mike about your guys' platform and, and bringing on these researchers and the scientific stuff, like 
when people always ask me like what the difference is between our two platforms, that's what I go to all the time. I'm just like price plow is going to give you 20 pages of, of scientific information properly sourced. Like that is the place to go. If you, if you are a geek and you like this shit as much as the rest of us do, there, there's no one better, none, you know? And, and so every time a brand talks to me and they're, they're like, Hey, should we do something with price? Plow? absolutely. 150% you should work price plow because it's a different, a different delivery than what we do. You know, ours is more short format, try to throw in some of my pro wrestling entertainment into it. But you guys are like, I mean, I watch, I watch, I watch your stuff to learn as well on my channel because you're in the forefront of a lot of stuff that you're doing, especially when it comes down to ingredients. Recently, a lot of regulation stuff, Ben and Mike, you guys have been all over that. So thank you for that. For me, it's like I get my information either directly from the source or I go to you guys, on, especially when it comes to regulatory uh, stuff, because you're kicking ass in that standpoint. And, um, you know, there's certain things in this space that I find interesting that I love. And there's certain things that I fucking find boring, you know, um, and you and we all cover it. Not that we always love everything we do, but, you know, honestly, and this is full transparency, like if I'm stuck on something because I still write the articles, I'm not using the chat GBT or whatever that software is yet. Um, I'll go to price pile and I'll read the 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 lengthy stuff look at some of the sources that you guys have sorted sorted uh sourced in that article so i love it i appreciate what you guys have done and obviously mike it started with you many moons ago and, and ben you've been in the space a long time but it's it's cool to do this like three nerds who love the space uh just shooting the shit thank you Thanks. And, and likewise, when we talk to someone and um, when they need hype. And I, so you, you, you mentioned the pro wrestling thing. I wasn't sure if like, mm. that's, that's like a bad – obviously it's a badge no. of honor. But when it comes yeah. to like uh, you know, new flavors, I'm like, dude, you need to have Ryan. Like, he's our hype man. You're a wrestler. Yeah. You, can get, you, know, you can get Mean Gene on the, on the screen and everything and, uh, and do Number it right. Number Mean so, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's why, that's why we complement each other so well, I think, in terms of like platform. Like, you know, and it's funny when we do Q&As, when you guys do them, we do them like simultaneously same days i'll go and watch your q a ben and mike and like the same questions are asked on both platforms and i don't know if they like they want us to like answer them against each other or if they're just looking for reaffirmation or whatever it is but i always find it funny that if ben and i say something completely different i love it like i love it because a lot of times it comes down to some some opinionated things and um you know and that's the best part about what we do is especially like flavors for example i, I know that you know you guys have liked flavors that i haven't and i've liked flavors that you haven't and that's the and when people say best and you know, we talk about this all the time, like there's no best because the best for Ben, the best for Mike, the best for me, completely different. I mean, for example, Ben uh, went to Rutgers and, and Mike went to Ohio State, both trashy Big Ten schools, you know? So, I mean, that's, <laughs> they thought that was the best thing to do for them and it, you know, worked out well, but they're not the best Big Ten schools. Let's not care ourselves. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not even going to defend Ohio State. I kind of <laughs> disowned them over the last few years, so... <laughs> Yeah, they're not the best. I, I I'll put it right there, and all the Buckeyes are like, Ooh, you know. Yeah, right. You, I once after living in Ohio for twenty three years, I, I moved to Texas, and I was like, oh yeah, maybe I should have lived somewhere else, like for the last five years. But you no, know, I had but now you're in Oklahoma, else. right? What? Yeah, we're you're in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. So yeah, we. I love it. Yeah, Texas got too crowded. Long story short, so mm. that's a whole other personal thing. But we um, <laughs> you totally derailed me. On the, hey, on the Q and A's. I, yeah. What are some recent disagreements that you've had? I think a lot of this, I mean, it, most of it's flavor stuff, I think, for the most part. But that's such a subjective thing. I'm just trying to think of anything scientific. Typically, if I don't know the answer, because I don't what I do on mine. And I don't know how you guys do it. If somebody asks me a question that I don't know the answer to, I don't go out of it and go research it. I literally just say, I don't fucking know. You know, and then I'll, then I'll take the time after the fact to like look into. I've been getting a lot of questions on peptides lately. Yeah. And honestly, like I've used certain peptides for recovery, but I I admittedly don't know shit yeah. about them, but I, it's something that I want to learn more about because I think there's such, there, 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 there could be this big, 
big thing coming with peptides, if, depending on how you can obtain them and stuff, that could be super beneficial to our longevity and overall health. But I just don't, I don't understand it myself. So I'm not going to go read an article or in, in you know, five minutes and try to pretend that I know what the hell I'm talking about. I think that's disingenuous from my standpoint. Um, but that's, you know, so when it comes down to scientific stuff or even like the glycerol thing we did, right, Ben, like we did one. about the, the and, and then, uh, and then Ben did a story on like, you know, named a couple of our glycerols, which I completely agree. The ones that Ben named are, are fantastic. Um, yes, I, I had a hook in the beginning, right? Like you have to get people to watch something. So like by throwing a silica packet against the wall, of course, people are going to be like, what the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think when it comes down to a lot of the scientific stuff, I mean, I think we tend to co- coexist in that case. The only time that we wouldn't is maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, or maybe it's something so new. Like maybe you guys, I mean, you guys are obviously always on the pulse of things because you're working directly with ingredient manufacturers more so than me. Um, but I, a lot of times the disagreements would be around a subjective type of a yeah. topic for the flavors most, are, I think most part. calling it a disagreement is, I feel like giving it too much power. Like it's just the fact that we both have opinions that exist on the same platform, but they're not always parallel. Mm-hmm. Like the glycerol thing, we really weren't even disagreeing about it. I was just trying to add in like, here's some other yeah. that I like. And, um, I, th- I thought like one big thing was like the, the, the topic of silica, you had a great hook on that. And I don't think a lot of people understand what you have to do right now to get views on Instagram it is that right. hook within three seconds. Like I basically ignore anything anyone says in the first three seconds of anything now. Cause I know what it's for. Uh, but like mm-hmm. silica, like I thought. I thought it sparked a really big discussion with Chris Waldrum about how silica was apparently like a filler was his opinion. And I was like, that is completely disregarding what the silica is there for, uh, which then brought us into another conversation about 3d pump breakthrough about how they used citrulline as mm-hmm. the, the, the dry to, to spray onto. And it, I thought it created a really good conversation that needed to happen. So I don't, I, I don't know. I, we, we've gotten so far away from, in my opinion, like the knockdown, drag out fights and comment sections that ha- were happening like two years ago. I, I think you and I have really right. figured out how to like steer conversations in a way that is still productive for everyone, which I'm really happy that, you know, we're like the mature people in this space right now. Yeah, so now that we're 10 minutes in, I really, let's do a couple backups here. First off, the whole yeah. glycerol thing is because uh, Inspired Nutraceuticals came out with FSU serum, a liquid right. glycerol, and um, and pretty much came after the fact that the powdered glycerol is going to be spray dried to a lot of silica. So like the marketing campaign was like, hey, are you eating a ton of silica? My, my take when I did my video was that if you actually look at the research, you need – to replicate the research studies, you need a crap load of glycerol and it's going to yeah. be way more than you want in powder form. So you have to mm-hmm. go with the liquid and that's where products Correct. like that big old capful, uh, take it. So I didn't, I, I kind of disregarded the silica thing and I, I go back to the research. Okay. This study's using 60 grams of glycerol. Like you're just not yeah. going to get that unless you down a hundred grams worth of powder. So it's crazy. Right. Now to back up even more. It is April 27th of 2023. Welcome to the Price Help Podcast. And we have Ryan Buckeye of the of, of Fit Butters <laughs> and Fitness Informant here. And that's kind of what we wanted to talk about is, um, it, I guess I, I'm really interested in Fit Butters and what's going on over there because I've been watching you on LinkedIn. And we just jumped yeah. right into like all the stuff that people have may, maybe listening have no clue what's going on right now. So had to back it up. But you um, have have been in media in the sports nutrition industry for a while and we could talk about the formings of that but now you're wearing a fit butter shirt you're not wearing a fitness informer shirt you are 
you're you're taking off and it almost seems like you're you're hitting like next level levels every yeah. month or quarter or so and so it's been like fascinating to watch people should follow you on linkedin um so let's back it up for the people for the few listening that don't know you like do you want to give a little bit of background on how this like how this came to be yeah fippler is i mean stemmed from the the pandemic pandemic whatever you want to call it right covid <laughs> um and, and you guys will understand this too because i think you probably ran into the same situation as Obviously, Fitness Informant, Price Plot, we create content. We're content creators for the dietary supplement, sports nutrition, fitness industry. When COVID happened, gyms closed, consumption of dietary supplements took a dip because why are you going to buy a pre-workout or whatever if you can't go to the gym and work out? So I had brands call me because we make money in this space saying, hey, you know, we can't really, we don't really have anything for you this month. You care if we like pause this for, we're having cash flow issues. And that happened more often than not, which was for me, one thing I was just like, okay, from a business standpoint, not necessarily how you want to operate a business. You need to have an emergency cash fund in case something like, God forbid, something like this happens again or whatever. You should always have it anyway. Besides the point, it's like, and me being a nice guy, and, and I'm sure you guys are the same way. I was like, sure, we can, we can tack on three months at the end of this contract. We, for the next three months, we'll, we'll give you kind of a, you know, a break, uh, a, a deferment, if you will, right? But at the same time, that's money that we count on to run ads at that point. You know, obviously, we had G and, and a lot of other stuff that we're doing and, and obviously personal income. So I told my wife, I'm like, we need to figure out another way to create content to provide value to these brands outside of the pills and powders, because if people aren't consuming them, like what do we do? And, and so right away I went to recipe creation. Like I'm, I'm fascinated when I scroll through Instagram, TikTok or whatever this, not even TikTok, cause I hate it, but like Instagram and I see these recipes from like these overhead camera angles. And they always have like these content creators do a really good job of creating these, really fascinating looking delicious recipes but traditionally they're always bad for you so like delish and tasty are big social media channels that do it i'm like let's do the same thing but let's make healthy versions of stuff so you know we're doing like turkey meatloaves and healthy carrot cake and cheesecake and essentially it was more or less like how do we take a dessert in its traditional format and make it better for you because the covid 20 or whatever the people referred to it was a real thing um and literally and i said this story a lot we we pinterest or danny was consuming American Dream, Nuts and More, Hanks, all three companies in which I've publicly thanked on our FitBars platform for kind of paving the way for us to come. And so she's like, what if we do, let's make a nut butter. Neither of us knew how to make a nut butter. Uh, we Pinterest the recipe, literally Pinterest the recipe to make a nut butter, went to our local grocery store. They had pre-weighed out cashews and pre-weighed out almonds. Bought them, we baked them. I said, let's use coconut oil for the fat source. And by the way, let's use this uh, at that time as Primeval Labs, the, the isolate, um, their, their diner vanilla in it. And we made it, add a little bit of unsweetened coconut, and that was our vanilla coconut cashew almond. That was our first flavor we ever launched, but I tried it, and, and I'm a dude, I'm a meathead, so for me, it's like I'm eating $3 Skippy Natural or whatever from the grocery store. I'm not buying bougie nut butter at 15 bucks. I'm just not doing it. Um, but when I tried it, and I, I've had the stuff that Danny had in the cabinet, and I knew what she paid for it, or they sent it to us for free, I mean, rather, <laughs> but I knew it, like, what, the, what the cost was. I was like, this is significantly better than every one of those in there. And that's not to, you know, throw shade on them that they're bad. I just knew ours was different. Plus it's like our textures can be different. And, and so I have a history at General Mills and Hormel and food marketing. I always knew I wanted to have a, a physical product on shelves. You guys, people on this watching or listening to this podcast can go to a podcast several years ago that the three of us had. And we talked about physically starting a product, whether it was a, a supplement. And, I, and Mike, I brought this up when we were in Vegas last time. Like you talked about doing like a salt. Like, uh, I mean, we, all, we had these ideas for like physical products we wanted to create. Okay, we'll get um, to that because I'm glad we didn't, but yeah, keep going. Yeah. Well, so I was like, okay, maybe this is it. Like, maybe this can be a, 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 a good ticket item. So Danny, well, she's a nurse doing 12 hour shifts. I stayed up 
I thought, what the, what the fuck? Let's, let's roll with it. I went and I trademarked the name that night. I looked at my fitness informant logo. I said, I want to use the FI and fitness informant. So if you look at our logo, the FI and fit is the FI logo. Looked at Fitbuggers was available. I claimed it, filed the, filed the paperwork that night, paid the fee to get that uh, registered trademark. I didn't know shit about labels um, or Adobe Illustrator. I knew shit about labels. I just didn't know how to create them. Uh, so I went out to, I, I was going to commission Thiago, which you guys may know who he is. He does some stuff for some big brands. His first iteration came back. He, he, great designer, just too much of an emphasis on sports nutrition. I was like, this is, the sports nutrition world is not the same as the FDM world, like the, the traditional CPG world. So I taught myself Illustrator in six hours. What are those acronyms mean hours. for those listening? <laughs> FDM, food, drug, mass. Um, so like, you, you think of like your food stores, your traditional grocery, drugs, you're going to be your CBS, your Walgreens, and mass is going to be your BJ's and your Costco's and your Sam's Club, right? So I taught myself Illustrator within like six hours and I designed the labels that you see today. My first time ever using Illustrator in my fucking life. <laughs> uh, designed the labels and for the course of the next week, while Danny was at work, I was at home making different recipes with different protein powders that we had at the house. And I didn't have like a green light from these brands to use them yet. So the first phone call I made was um, at the time, Eric was still with Nutribio. And so I called Eric and Mark, and we had a, a three-way call, and I explained kind of what I want to do. And I've been very transparent on this, too. I said, listen, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to buy your protein powders at cost. So whatever it costs you, plus freight to me. So I'll pay for the lid, the label, all that shit. Um, and then in exchange, I'll put a sticker on top of each jar that shows that we're utilizing your protein powder because everybody knows that sports nutrition, outside of a couple handful of brands, have a very hard time speaking to the female demographic. They have no idea how to speak to that, that world. So I was like, we can get in front of that world because the females are the ones buying this product. One thing led to another, man. Uh, you know, we, we found out, like I knew, I, I leaned on a lot of contacts from General Mills in terms of our manufacturing capabilities, uh, food safety, our, our labels, because that's the big thing in the nut butter world is you look at G butter and fabricating labels. And if you look at our labels and anybody can say it, there's nothing sexy about our label. 200 calories, 14 grams of fat, seven grams of protein, nine to 11 grams of carbs. Every, every time people look at it, they're like, same as peanut butter. Yeah, it's the same as peanut butter, but the ingredients beneath it are different. We use dry roasted nuts, coconut oil, which is a healthier fat source, either whey protein isolate or plant-based protein. So although the macros are essentially the same, we're using better, better for you ingredients and it tastes you know, a million times better. So, Can I ask a little bit about that, literally, that part right there? Um, yeah, so yeah. Uh, that, that has been the popular criticism is that it has the same amount of same macro, same protein mm -hmm. as peanut butter. I personally, again, as a meathead like yourself, I know what peanut butter is for, or I know what nut butters are for. Yep. I'm not looking to them to be significant sources of protein. So I have never cared yep. about that criticism, but just out of curiosity, because we do get those comments, have you ever experimented with a higher protein nut butter? We've made one. The problem is what you'll see is it dries out or it leaves that, that dairy flavor aftertaste, which millions and millions of dollars of research at General Mills taught me a couple things. But the most important is no matter how great that product is for you, if you don't flavor it well, if it doesn't taste good, they're not buying again. They're done. Like they're, it's 2023. Everything that's good for you should taste good. So, you know, A, the issue of drying out, that scares the shit out of me because if something's sitting on a shelf, like our product dries out in about a year. Okay, so we do it. We our our shelf life testing. Um, it's safe past a year. Just for the record, for people watching, like you can consume our product after a year. The reason why we put a year expiration date is because it becomes hard at about a year, and that's a terrible customer experience. So although if you have something that's eighteen months out, you can eat it and not get sick. 
but it's it's probably gonna be pretty hard to stir and i don't want a customer having is that there, type of experience is there a decent way of reconstituting it just as a little hack if you do have an old tub you can microwave it and put maybe a little bit more coconut oil in it if you really wanted to um you know but it, for you know knock on wood we haven't had a lot of issues with with expired out stuff i mean where you find that is going to be in bigger retail when they stick it on the bottom shelf somewhere and you don't have somebody physically walking to them and telling them like this is what you have that's why like the, 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 the big retail game can, is scary game, and there's a lot of that goes into it. It's expensive. Um, and if I had not worked at Journal Mills and understood that world, I'd be lost as shit. And I think the reason why we've been so successful and we continue to be successful is I understand that world. And if I don't, I know people who do. And, you know, I reach out and I'm able to, to lean on my network. But back to your point, Ben, that, you know, for us, yeah, we always say, like, listen, we, we add whey protein isolate, the plant-based protein, for two reasons. One, peanut butter by itself is not a complete complete protein source, right? There's a reason why vegans have to mix nuts with like legumes and, and things of that nature. So by adding it in, we, we, we fortify it to make it a complete protein source, uh, but also because we use flavored proteins in the bases. So some of our competitors will use a unflavored whey protein isolate. Nothing wrong with that. But when you taste it, then it might be maybe based on some other flavoring agents that make it taste like birthday cake or, or maybe there's no really flavor to it. It's just the inclusions that they use. Us, we want the base to taste like exactly what we say it's going to be and the inclusions add to it. You know, we, we, we put the inclusions on top because we're in such an Instagramable world when people, if it arrives to them the way it's supposed to, and they pull that lid off and they see that, they're like, holy shit. And they take a picture of it and they post it on social. We don't add a lot of inclusions. Like, this is still a better for you product. I'm not putting a half a candy bar in each jar. Uh, and people ask us to do that. That's not the point. The point is, like, we want to engage the senses. Smell, obviously taste, visual. Um, touch with our labels. We have, we have raised print on the labels, um, digitally printed labels. So those are, and then it's just from understanding, I think, how to create a physical consumable product to a consumer. is like you need or want to engage the senses as much as you can uh, to get them to, you know, at Mills, we call it like, there's the first moment of truth. When you guys shop stores, if you see something on the shelf that you maybe never seen in, a, in an ad on TikTok or Facebook before, like what makes you grab it? A lot of times it's the packaging, right? There's something on the packaging that, that, that makes you curious. So how do we get people curious to pick it up and actually put it in their hands and look at it? I think our labels are some of the best labels in, in that space. Because for the most part, like nut butters are boring. I mean, it's, there's not a lot of sex appeal in the nut butter category. So we went with like, let's put some sex appeal in this category, go hard on the big flavor cues, like stand out, like, hey, put a big monster cookie, put a big bowl of cookie dough. People are like, what's this, right? And they grab it. They start looking at it. They realize, okay, here, this is what it is. It's a small batch. Um, you, know, you can scan a QR code, whatever. But then the second moment of the truth is after they try it. Because anybody can buy based on first moment of the truth. The second moment of the truth, if it sucks, they're not buying it again. And our repeat purchase rate is, is ridiculously high on our D2C platform. And we're seeing it in retail in terms of our turns continuing to increase month over month as we become more of a mature brand in the space, do some marketing plans with it. So uh, I, I think there's a lot of skill that went into it from my standpoint, understanding like that world. But I'd be lying to you if I said we didn't, we weren't fucking lucky. Like we were extremely lucky with a lot of things falling our way. You know, for example, we were making it in the commercial kitchen two hours away from where I lived in, in Minneapolis when I started this back and forth, back and forth. I was missing time with my daughter who I share with my ex-wife. Um, and I, you know, got to the point where it's like, I can't, I can't keep sacrificing this time with her. This is like her golden year. If, if anybody's a parent, you know, like that age, you know, 18 months to, to four years, like that's such a special time. Like you want to be as present as possible. Um, and we were going to sign a lease on a commercial kitchen in Minneapolis. The lawyers on the other end drugged their feet, took their time, 
went back to the place that we were sourcing our nuts from. He had a, it's a GMP FDA approved facility. There was an open production room that they weren't utilizing. It was vacant because of COVID. He's like, it's yours if you want it. So we moved all of our machinery into that room. We got um, trained up on, on the GMP, the FDA, all the regulations, making sure obviously like, right. There's certain sanitation rules and Ben, you know, this better than most because you spent a lot of world in the manufacturing space to do that. So then for like that next six months, me and my team were the ones physically making the product, not in our building, but on our machinery in somebody else's room, but it was me and, and our, our crew of people making it. And then finally like January one of 2021, 20, um, you know, I went to the owner of this building and said, Hey, like, why don't we work together? Like, obviously we were paying a margin on the nuts. We were paying rent uh, and overhead. So we let him come in at a, at a small ownership stake uh, to essentially wipe out the margin on the nuts to wipe out the rent. Um, and then on top of that, like his, his staff, his work crew was going to overtake production for us. Still our machinery, still our decisions. Um, so you could say it's almost a co-man, but it's not because it's all of our stuff and they're all of our friends in that room producing the product. But it's one of those things like, what's the chances of that happening? Like in my city of Minneapolis, finding that being offered that space, because without it, we're not in vitamin shop. We're not in public. So there's no way we would have been able to, to make this many jars um, to scale up on some of these launches, which, you know, I don't know if anybody, you, know, you mentioned LinkedIn. I posted a picture the other day of the Publix. That's the first one of two, right? So Publix does a thing where they have an opening PO, they ship it. They send you two POs basically to split that opening PO in half. We're shipping 50,000 fucking jars of nut butters to Publix in two shipments. I mean, that is, we didn't make 50,000 jars in our first 18 months in business, you know? So like, this is just insane how quickly this thing has grown. And I know I'm talking a lot here, but like today we walked off um, that same room that we've been producing in. We are now installing a fully automated manufacturing line, which will be up in eight to 10 weeks. So it was taped off today. And I got to look back at it. I'm like, man, the first jar I made was in a four cup food processor, which I have like right here behind me. And now I'm spending over a quarter million dollars on manufacturing equipment to allow us to get up to 15 to 16,000 jars a day if we need to. I mean, it's just, it's weird. I mean, it's, it's awesome, right? It's, I'm blessed. And I, I don't say that lightly. Like it's even saying this stuff out loud. I get a little emotional about it because it's like, the amount of time and work that I put into this, um, you know, and my family and the sacrifices that we made and the money and the stress um, as well as like having to work double time. Cause I still have fitness informant. So it's like, Hey, I'm, you know, I'm going to work till 10 tonight doing FI stuff, or maybe I'll work from Monday from like, you know, 4 a.m. to 12 p.m. on FI, then I'll convert and switch over to some pit stuff for a little bit. So it's a lot to manage, but it's been, it's been worth it for sure. Ooh, all right. So a lot of things to go with. I have a few questions. I, I want to stick on some of the retail stuff. So you're getting, you are currently in Publix right now, or you're like just on your way? Like so we shipped, we shipped our first, first shipment uh, last week. It got delivered today. It'll be going on shelf starting basically out today. I mean, the official on shelf date is May 12th. Dude, congratulations. Like it's been, like I said, it's been awesome yeah. to watch this. So what is, okay. So, you know, like originally I would imagine you have a pretty good Instagram following here, 18 and a half thousand followers there. And I would imagine that you've, you had a lot of core followers come out of FI and then come um, out of sports nutrition and everything. Now you're in Publix, which is, I, I'm not sure if it's all Florida, but it's a lot of Florida. It's a, a, a chain grocery store. That's let's just say there's a lot of non sports nutrition normies pretty much yep. going there. So what is the marketing plan for, um, for like a 35 year old mom who doesn't follow fitness informant or price plow or anything like that? What's yeah. the plan for her to realize and see fit butters, do you have to do extra marketing to her? Like how does the public get involved, et cetera? You know, that's yeah. So grocery does things, does things a little bit differently. Um, you know, I, I always go into these meetings saying, Hey, I'll agree to four campaigns a year, one each quarter. Typically they're a TPR, which is a temporary price reduction. Um, so either 
Publix will eat some of that, and I'll eat some of that. Maybe we'll take the price from fourteen ninety nine to our map price, which is twelve ninety nine, um, and then it gets an ad in the flyer and the circular digital couponing. Um, we do geo targeting as well through our Fitbars account, so we'll get each zip code for the stores and go out like two and a half miles and say, "Hey, Fitbars is now available here." Show that back to Publix because. At the end of the day, like, I mean, Publix is a great retailer because many retailers will require a slotting fee, which you pay like $10,000 per SKU or more to get on the shelf. Basically, that's just securing your place in case you fail. They don't feel like they've lost out. Publix doesn't require slotting fees, but they're extremely hard to get into. I mean, this is my second attempt. And last year, they told us no. This year, we had a new buyer. He's, a, he's amazing to work with. Um, and when I got the call in January, like, I just wanted to drop the phone because it's 1,352 stores. It's, you know, and... And I, again, I love Nuts and More. They're great. Nuts and More has two flavors in less than 800 stores at Publix. So right off the get-go, we got three in, all, in 100% of the stores, which is like unheard of. Um, but then the marketing plan, yeah. So I, I manage all the marketing plan, which is, which is you know, to the point now where if I get one more big retailer, I'm going to hire more help on FI because I need to focus a lot on, on the FIPR side because these marketing plans are so intricate. And uh, if you fail, I mean, it, it can be costly. Like if product expires out, you're expected to buy that product back. So, you know, if you go in and you do a half a million dollar in PO and you don't sell through that and it expires out, they're going to send you a, a bill saying, Hey, you got to buy this back plus the processing fee, plus the shipping fee, plus everything else. So it's a huge risk. But what we've seen too, is like with these TPRs or maybe doing, uh, I'll, I'll spend money on an end cap display. Or I'll spend money on cross merching. So we'll merch with rice cakes. Or we'll merch with, um, you know, Dave's Killer Bread or Kodiak Cakes. So we find a like product in which we use this on. And then I work with Publix or, you know, whether it's Hy-Vee or Wegmans or whoever it is and say, hey, let's, let's cross merch these things together this month. And the theme is breakfast. Let's focus on breakfast. And this is how you use them together. And then the retailer does a really good job of setting that up for us. And then, you know, we just support it through, through obviously money, right? Um, whether it's either a discount on, on the bulk buy or it's, spending money on an ad or whatever it might be. And the other option is you can do a broker, uh, which I've not done any brokers. Uh, I signed my first broker after I got Publix because I don't have boots on the ground in South Florida or in you know, Tennessee. So what they'll do is they'll periodically, they'll pop in and out of stores to make sure that we're faced, make sure that our stock is where it's supposed to be, make sure that things are turning. They'll speak with the managers and say, hey, what can we do more? I can't physically call 1,352 stores and do that. So you know, I secured a deal. I said, and this is one of the best broker companies in, in the country. I was like, you guys want to help out with this? Let's manage this. Let's make sure that this is successful. Because early on when we got into some of these grocery stores, like I kind of said it and forget it because I was so busy doing a hundred different things that I noticed like the turns weren't there. Once I started paying attention and started being involved and, and, and focusing on the marketing plan with those platforms, our turns went through the roof and now we're successful. So it's just something that you have to always keep your finger on the pulse where you're looking at spins data, um, right? You're, you're pulling reports from there. You're working directly with the retailer, but and you're looking at the competitive set, like what are they doing? Where are they priced at? One of the things that's with us has been good is, is like we've really injected innovation in that category. And by innovation, I just mean flavor for the most part. And, um, you know, kind of the inclusions, there's nothing really in that space, the inclusions, the textures and the nut blends, whether it's cashew and almonds together, no one's really doing that. So we've, we've gotten lucky uh, again, because now today and post COVID, everybody's looking for a premium, better for you option in that space that, you know, Hormel's not doing with their brands. Justin's is great, but it's, three flavors, right? We have 15 full-time flavors, which admittedly is way too fucking much. Um, but we also have monthly LTOs too, which are limited on offerings just to make sure that excitement always stays on board. And the reason we can do that is because we manufactured ourselves. Like we're not going to a co-man waiting 10, 12 weeks for lead time. We're on it. So if we need something, we make it yesterday type thing. Yeah. You're trying, I don't want to, if Justin's is listening, I don't want to give them your, your model here, but like, okay, I'm looking at your Instagram and it was, a. Uh, 
Frosted Animal Cookie Day or whatever. So you had Animal yep. Cracker Day or whatever it was. So like the, the limited edition launches. I don't know how long that one's going to be around for. But that's a, that's a note out of the supplement industry's playbook. Like 100%. And you know you got to time it up. You got to you got to you know know hey this mm. is happening in April. So I'm sure you had to get ready late last year or whatever it was. But we're ready for fun days. We do a limited launch. We get hype and then everyone has something to talk about, something to buy, yeah. something to do. And these other companies that are kind of set on cruise control don't get that. And so that's like bringing in some of the cool stuff we've learned from all the people we work with into a new space, which like totally excites me. So I think that's it's awesome. Also, it's crazy too, Mike, cause I don't think people realize this. I mean, for example, Wegmans and Giant Eagle contacted me two months ago about fall flavors. They wanted samples two months ago. So they have to agree like, hey, I'm bringing in pumpkin pie in September, but I'm making a decision in January versus like the supplement world. A lot of times you can, you can move quickly and be like, hey, you know what? We're going to drop this flavor on this date and then retailers are just going to buy it. But if you're playing like major retail and you want to do an activation around a season, like that shit's got to be done a year in advance. And so all of our flavors, which, I mean, we've talked, Simpson Labs does all of our flavoring in terms of our protein powders. I had Eric and Joe work on our entire, well, not Eric, but Joe work on our entire portfolio of flavors for 2023. We finalized everything in January up until, you know, December. And we'll start 2024, probably end of summer, just to make sure like, hey, they're right. And then also, is there interest from retailers? So we send out sample jars and be like, do you guys want this? Um, so then we can plan forecasting in terms of, and that's a whole nother fucking animal forecasting. Um, but forecasting, like how much protein do we need? How much cashews do we have to buy? Like what do we need for jars and lids and what's the lead time? So that's really the, the difficult part for me is not marketing and branding and selling the product. That shit's easy. The, the, the frustrating hard part for me is, is the supply chain. Like just understanding like, okay, so Wegmans wants X amount of jars on this. What do we think vitamin shops could do? Is there, are they going to take it? We're not sure. So we're going to lean on the side of that. They will. And we're going to buy heavy in case they do. And if they don't, then I sit on it. Right. So like, when you self-manufacture, you tie a shit ton of cash up into ingredients that are just sitting on a shelf, not working for you. And I know, Mike, you're really good with your money and you like investments and things of that nature. Like having money just sit somewhere, not making it not working for you is one of the worst things you can do. Like, it, it, but from a manufacturing standpoint, you're kind of fucked. I mean, unless you have a really good just-in-time system with your suppliers, it's really hard to get to that can point. Can I ask, um, you mentioned Eric over at Simpson, uh, and we love working with the, their flavors and stuff like that. How has uh, the process for flavoring differed than, like, because they're making a flavor for a protein that then goes in a product, are there special yep. considerations in the flavoring process because it's going to be next to butters and stuff like that? Slightly. Um, so the fat activation in butters can um, can make the flavoring come off a little bit differently. And what's great is Joe's actually worked in food before, which I didn't know prior to going to Simpson. And so we were actually going to go with Panova. Like the whole plan was we were going to go with Panova. Um, Brent, obviously good friends of all of us here. Love Brent. Helped me up with Trevor. Everything was good with Panova. And all of a sudden, like the initial round of pricing came. It was, it was high, but protein power at that time was high then protein powder came down. And then the second round of pricing came when we were about to find, we'd finalize all the flavors. All the flavors are finalized. A lot of months and months of work. Then the pricing came down to do the order and the pricing went up. And I was like, wait a second, like pricing came down on protein. Why is this going up? And big corporation, I don't think people, and this is not anything against them. It's just their corporate structure. And then I think they've since changed it. So then we, we had to pivot. Uh, and Anthony Rodriguez at Prime was like, hey, let me hook you up with Eric Simpson. And I've heard of Simpson Labs. I have not worked with them prior to this. And Eric, from his hospital bed, I'm not going to get into that too much, but he had, he had uh, some issue going on, but he was texting me and just showing that he cared and wanted to at least give us the time of day. So then we reverted everything to Simpson and another couple months process of doing it. But Joe's got in, um, you know, for example, the cheesecake flavor we just did, there's actually hints of lemon in the, in the actual protein powder itself 
that doesn't really come through in our nut butter, but he's like, this is going to help the cheesecake flavor come through more in a fat product like you have based on my experience. The only thing I told Joe when I went there is like, take out the xanthan gum, like take out any of the, um, any of the thickening agents. We don't need it. Like if anything, that's going to create our product to be thicker. Um, and then try to stay away from artificial flavors where you can, because there's just, I, I personally don't care, but I know a lot of consumers, like it's nice to be able to put naturally flavored on the front of my jar versus like, and really the only, the only one of our flavors that have artificial flavors now, I think is because they're in the inclusions. So, you know, if, if, I don't know if Oreo has artificial flavors or not, but I have to look at them. If there's an artificial flavor on there, it's probably because of the Twix or whatever we're using. It's not the protein powder. Um, so that just opens the door for us to potentially do things like, you know, Expo West, for example, very stickler on once upon a time, sucralose and probably still is, but artificial flavors, like you couldn't be there if you had artificial flavors. So I want to like give us an opportunity to maybe go to some of these new places. Um, and the protein powders themselves that they create for us, you drink them in water are fantastic. Um, but I have no interest in ever launching a protein powder. So we're just gonna keep putting in the butters. Nice, man. So I, I've been looking at this page for a while. I'm on monster cookie, peanut butter here. And mm-hmm. so you earlier said that the protein is the only thing providing the actual flavor like so the you have oatmeal cream pie whey protein isolate inside that's got yep. isolate natural flavors some mct etc so is there's no other oatmeal added to this or there's no other there are inclusions nope. but there's no like yep. that's what that's what bringing the oat flavor though yep that, that's, that's it cool. i mean it, it's yeah so we didn't add any actually the only time I mean, we don't add flavoring to it but like birthday cake we want it to be a little bit sweeter so we add erythritol uh small small amount of it because obviously i you know, urethal, one of those sugar alcohols that can really destroy someone's gut if you have too much of it. Um, and so we didn't want that, but we wanted to up the sweetness a little bit from it on it. But every, the, the only flavoring agent used now in our first round, we used a little bit like vanilla extract and some of the flavors or mint extract. We removed all that because they're expensive. Like they were stupid expensive. Um, and it was just a pain in the ass to do it. But yeah, the, the flavoring now is either going to come from the protein powders or you might get like a butterscotch flavor from the butterscotch chips that we use in Scotcheroo, for example. Like, but we're not adding any other natural artificial flavors. So you brought up product expo West. Um, and, but I'm kind of curious in general, working with FDM and different retailers in supplements, we kind of talk about how there's this wild West where there's not a lot of testing that goes on. A lot of people don't do any kind of quality assurance and, and it's just kind of supported by the industry in a lot of places where retailers just don't care by mostly brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. Foods are obviously something that uh, we everyone consumes and, and is a very hot topic on quality uh, or lack thereof, I would say, from our side. Mm-hmm. Has there been any part of this where you've had to step up quality assurance or like what have you learned during this process? Has, has any retailer pushed you on it yeah. or anything? No, not really. I mean, the biggest thing is like consumer feedback. We, we really take it to heart. So early on, when we first started, we used a, a foam sealed lid, basically a pressure pressure sealed lid. It just has to be on tight and that foam is going to expand and seal it but there was leakage on shipments, right? We, we didn't, I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, you know, we had an 89, 400 jar, which is 16 ounce plastic jar and a, and a pressure sensitive lid. So we went from that to a heat induction seal, um, which was, we have like a hand heat induction sealer. Those hand heat induction sealers aren't perfect. I mean, if you utilize them over an extended period of time throughout the day, they, they tend to lose power if you're using it for eight hours a day. So on some of them, um, either the, the seals weren't completely sealed or there was like a, um, you know, or it could even melt a seal too. So that was a headache to learn. But now, you know, we, we're still on the hand sealer um, until the new, the new line comes, but we've dialed in with perfection because, you know, we were initially starting producing two days a week early on and small, small, small batch and doing like 600 jars a day. Then we progressed to like 1200 jars a day. Now we're at like close to 3,500 jars a day running two lines, but we're running every single day of the week. 
So like over that time and repetitions, you understand like, okay, we know after about two hours, we need to up, up the, the, you know, there's two, two settings on the heat, heat thing, right? There's the heat setting and then there's the power setting. So we messed around with that to get it good. The only time we ever have seal issues now is we have tabs on our, on our seal. Sometimes they catch the teeth when you, when you um, roll it off and it'll peel it up and people will say, Hey, like this was up. Well, it's not tampered with guys. I mean, we literally hand seal every single one. There's a guy or girl there every day doing this. You know, that's been a thing. Otherwise it's like dealing with shipping and freight. Like that's, you know, claims. I mean, that's just a headache. Anybody want that listening to this and wants to start a business or a DTC business, try going after USPS, FedEx or, or UPS to take responsibility for something. It's a pain in the ass. So you lose, you know, some, a lot of product sometimes on just poorly handled packages. They just throw shit in the truck and go. I literally last week, Frost Animal Cookie, I know Mikey brought it up, whole, whole, whole wholesale case, 12 units got delivered to Nutrition HQ, Tyler Hall. Calls me, he goes, Ryan, the box is empty. So what do you mean the box is empty? He goes, you sent me an empty box. I didn't fucking send you an empty box. They're literally, the box was retaped from USPS, delivered without any product in it. And so I file a claim and USPS says, well, we're going to need that box. Well, Tyler Hall's not going to hand him the fucking empty box. He threw it out. So there are uh, 12 jars, you know, at wholesale price, I'm, I'm out that money. I, I'm, you guys have to eat it. But like, it's just insane. Like what you see when you actually are like shipping stuff or, you know, some of the, for example, like working with these big retailers too, like, and, and I'm not going to throw any re- GNC vitamin shop. All these retailers are the same. Sometimes you have some disloyal employees. They'll open jars up and because they'll say the product expired or it, it was damaged and they'll just take it home with them. And then they put it in the system as a damaged product and I have to pay for it. I know for a fact that, you know, there's not that much damaged product in these things, but it's just, it's the world that we live in, but it's different. It's not a QC thing to your point, Ben. You just like, you, you realize like you see things are like, I can't believe that shit's real. Like how does people get away with that? Or how do businesses get away with that? Um, because we've always pride ourselves on customer service. If somebody doesn't like something based on flavor, we may not replace it because flavor is so subjective, but if there's actually something legitimately wrong with the product, no questions asked, refund or a replacement, like every day of the week. Uh, and it, it happens quick. So we, again, one of those things that we're lucky. Like, I mean, obviously knowing the ingredients that we use, there's not going to be any, it, we're, we're, there's a kill stage to the nuts. We dry roast them. Uh, we used to dry roast them in house now because we have such a bigger thing. It's dry roasted like two hours away from us at a place in Wilmer, Minnesota, great friends of our team. So we can control the kill process on the nuts, making sure they go from raw to baked, but not overbake them. So that way we still have a good texture. So there's a science to it. Um, but, you know, and we also have to carry a $6 million policy in case someone does get sick but you know thank god in three years you never had to use it cool well mike i don't know if you have any other fit butters questions but uh we're about to go into the second hour i I wanted to move into some fitness informant yeah i know and that's that's the big question is okay this it looks like you're on some level of a rocket ship here uh correct me if i'm wrong things are going really well you got hype you got a lot of big things happening what's going to happen to fitness informant it's not going anywhere. Uh, actually, Ben and I talked about this, I think, last week. Um, I guess you could call it privately in our conversation. But we'll be bringing somebody back on uh, or back on the channel to essentially – I always like kind of like think about it from your standpoint, Mike. I mean, you were always front and center, front and center. Realized, like, this is a lot to do. Brought Ben on, and you were able to kind of relax a little bit. Maybe focus on some other passion projects that you had or not have to kill yourself <laughs> to put content out. I'm killing myself to put content out on both platforms. So – uh, you know, for a long time we had G, uh, I helped him get this position at new live and, and he's been fucking killing it. I'm so pr- super proud of that guy. Like it's, it's so cool to see him go from like us to a sales gig, which he had no previous sales experience to do that, but it'll eventually be the point where I'm gonna have to step back and it's inevitably going to happen. Uh, as we continue to grow, I think about the long-term picture and we want to talk about like evaluations on businesses like FI is worth X, Y, Z, but at the end of the day, like FI is worth as much as 
me because I've been FI. Like I'm the face of it. I'm on camera. I'm, yes, I have the content and you have like the organic search from Google and YouTube and all that stuff that lives forever. That's great. But like if I got hit by a bus tomorrow, FI is probably fucked. I mean, in terms of because like I'm the one that knows the secret sauce. I'm the one that does all the website. I do all the content writing. I do all the filming. So obviously having people come in to help with that. But you look at like, okay, what's, if I had to pick one business or the other, who's, which one's going to make, set me and my family up for the rest of my life? It's not fitness informant. You know, it, it's going to be an exit on Fit Butters at some point. Um, and it, it may not set us up for the rest of our life, but it's going to, it'll make things comfortable. Um, so I know where my priorities need to lie is, is not give up on what we've created here. We've been, we've had a great run at you know, seven, will be seven years this year. And then it's still like, we're busier than we've ever been. And you guys, I think are the same way. Like the amount of brands that we work with is it's higher than it's ever been. And I'm grateful and I love it. And I will kill myself to make sure that they have the content that they deserve and what I promised them, but I need help. And so we will eventually, and I've seen you guys had just a job posting too, which is great. So it's time for us to get somebody back on board um, that can take some of this off my shoulders, allows me to be like, Hey, if I gotta be gone for three days, uh, you know, to a summer or an expo, I don't have to feel obligated to pop on Instagram and post something every day. Cause that's fucking annoying. Like, Try, like for example, you know, I'm going on a family vacation, going to Publix, but also doing Disney the, over the next five days. Like I want to disconnect. I told my partners, like, I'm not, if you send me something to post during this, during these five days, it's not happening. Like I gave you two weeks notice to get into this shit. Um, but like, I know I'll get down to Florida in the Airbnb and I'll pop my stupid cell phone open and I'll do some sort of story on FI because there's this guilty conscience of mind being like, you can't go more than a day without having something on your platform. And we can, I, you know, schedule posts as much as you want, but like, being there um, it, it, almost physically is, is extremely important to our followers. So I will always be part of it. I will always be on it, but I will, it will definitely be in a lesser role um, moving forward, probably back half of this year. If one of these retailers comes to fruition, which I'm going to hear from in the next two weeks, it'll change, it'll change our life in this house. Um, so I'm going to need to be more present on fit bars, which require a lot of work while bringing somebody back to, or in on fitness informant, um, I'd like to get G back, but it's hard to get him now because he, he's out doing his own thing. Um, but somebody, right, that can, that can, A, is comfortable on camera because that's hard. Not everybody loves being on camera. And even when you're on camera, you still might not love being on camera. Um, who can write? Um, you know, I can do what you guys did. Find, I should find somebody to, to edit my videos because that's just time consuming. Um, but, like, you know, keep the brand going through great quality content yet, but I don't necessarily need to be on camera every single day of the week. So you're, you're still writing articles on the site. Mm -hmm. Dude, you're insane. How much Adderall I know. are you I'm in, on? <laughs> dude, I'm, I'm telling you, when uh, I, I understand like how you guys run the business, I'm like sitting over here. I was telling Danny the other day, I'm like, I'm so fucking jealous. Like, I, I don't know if it's just a pride thing or if I'm just a stubborn bastard that I'm not going out. And like, mm -hmm. I'm actively looking for a videographer. Had one, find out he doesn't like to fly an airplane. Thanks, dude. Um, <laughs> so, but like, you know, find something to do the video editing standpoint because like, I mean, the, the 60 second Instagram reels, I don't think people understand. And this is out to the brands too. Uh, it takes a lot of time. Like, A, there's the filming aspect, but the editing, because you have to do transitions and cuts and overlays to make it, like, attractive, it is time-consuming. And that time is worth money. And so I don't feel bad about making money on FI, and I know you guys don't either, but, like, there, we are good at what we do, uh, and there's got to be – we got to charge for that. And there's a lot of time I get brands that reach out to me and say, hey, you know, we got this press release coming out. We're going to send it to you on Wednesday. I'm not posting it. I'm not doing anything on it because, like, for me to sit down at my keyboard and write an article and do a video – that is time that I could spend on either one of my partners that I work with on sit butters. I'm not like, it's not a charity. Right. And, and that maybe sounds harsh, but people don't understand like when they come at me or come at you guys for monetizing and saying we're disingenuous or we're biased because we're being paid. 
we deserve to be fucking paid. We work really long hours and really hard and what we do and what the, and the following that we built, whether it be on social or our websites, like that didn't happen overnight. It spent a lot of time doing it. In fact, I've said this a hundred million times, like my first marriage ended because of fitness performance. I mean, in terms of like the amount of time that I spent on that business and not with my wife and my kid, and then just living the fitness life and living the dietary supplement world life and wanting to be so much a part of that that I forgot about what was important because of this. So, and, and I know that, right. Um, so it's, 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 I love it. Like when I write though, like it gives me an opportunity to go back and say, I haven't, you know, I haven't brushed up on that ingredient in a while. Like there's some new stuff out there and it forces me to go back and stay fresh on certain things. And so when you guys post stuff on your stories about certain ingredients, I'm like, fuck, I haven't heard that one yet. Or maybe it's new to me. I haven't heard about it in a while. I'm Googling, I'm going to reading some stuff. I'm going to the manufacturers or the ingredient manufacturer's website, or I'm following more of the stuff that you guys are talking about. Cause I'm still authentically curious on everything that's going on. I love it. The only part about the space that I don't love. And I think we all agree is just some of the mannerisms and lack of maturity and just the bitching and moaning and no one's happy for each other. And that's what bugs me. Cause that doesn't happen in the food world. You don't see Kellogg fucking going on social media and, and pissing all over the CEO of General Mills. Like they act like fucking adults. Um, but here it's like a CEO can go on somebody else's Instagram handle and just like bury them. And it's like that, what? I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. The, the nature of this industry, we, we oftentimes have an estrogen problem is all I'll say. So mm. dude, okay. I, ben might have something to say here. I got to say that I think you're going to put, I'm going to put you in a time machine five years from now. And I think you're going to, you're going to look back and say that you are completely like an idiot for not hiring someone right now ASAP. You shouldn't be writing articles, dude. I, I mean, I'm not trying to like push F out of wrong. the way. I am telling you, 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 are need, not wrong. you need to hire someone and work yeah. on Fit Butters. That's the train right now. And you're, you got to get your foot, like you have to get both feet on that train. Um, and yeah. so like the, the best and worst decisions as an entrepreneur are the hires. And so, Bringing Ben on was obviously a great one, but there's also been Fantastic. some some other ones or people who just disappear and everything. So so let's talk. Let's let's post your job right now. Or like, what do you need right now? Let's let's like kind of hash this out. Unless Ben wants to get into something else, I want to like, I want I want to get the word I out need, there that I, yeah that you we need we need to get you away from fitness informants so that you can crush fit butters. But we still want fitness informants to be a quality, ethical, honest, integ- you know, property with high integrity. Right, we so buy like, it. let's hire someone right I now. I made this what joke a couple need? times. <laughs> I think we should merge. Dude, you need to stop writing. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, crazy. at some point, at some point, price Paul is going to acquire us and just make it part yeah. of the family. Like that's, that's, you know, I mean, we're, I already have, I already have who I need. They're my, on the camera. My biggest thought right brainstorming right. has been uh, like, if I had both Instagrams, how would I do them separately? Right? Like it's a fun, like mental exercise, <laughs> like how you do that. But yeah. No, no I, I'd go, please go on. I mean, in all honesty, like if it, Gerhard was great, like he could do this. He just, I mean, there were certain skills that he didn't have back then. You know, part of what we do is still selling, right? We still have to like sell our services and our offerings to brands who reach out to us, because like for for me, like an annual plan, it's not free. It's 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 a steep price, but it, there's time and there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it. So it's like understanding the business part of it. So if I completely step off FI, I need somebody who is has business acumen, first, not just the bro science and supplement geek. It's like it's funny to look around this space too and see people in leadership positions who lack business acumen who are really good at maybe formulating or very good at like the dietary supplement world, they're going to run the fucking business into the ground. You know, like there are there, you, I would argue like you should be more, you need more business skill set acumen than you do the bro sign stuff. You can learn all that stuff and you can learn some stuff on business too. But like, if you don't know how to manage a P and L you're going to get fucked real quick. Um, so for me, but I would still probably manage that whole aspect. But for me, it's somebody who, uh, 
it, it's comfortable on camera. Like that has to be because we are in such a TikTok, Instagram world that it's just it needs to be there. I, I, I guess I shouldn't say that. Shane at Stacks has been able to survive this long without video. You know, he, but he was first to market and he does things his own way. So I guess it's not necessity, but this is who we are and this is what we've become. So we can't revert and go away from it. Um, somebody who can write, somebody who's really good at project management and time management. Um, you know, that's, that's the big, I can teach them all the other stuff. Like G didn't know shit about Photoshop. I tell him Photoshop. He didn't know shit about like video and editing, helped him that. Um, so it, I, there's a term called learning agility. It has to have a high, high uh, learning agility, meaning that they're willing to learn and can learn and, and retain that information and apply it extremely well. Um, that's what I would need. Obviously, I want a videographer. Like, I want to do those cool fucking videos that you guys do and, like, Josh Shaw's doing now and, like, Ghost has been doing for years. Like, just the behind-the-scenes stuff because, like, we try to do it here. I'm like, Danny, we're at Sitbar's events, right? Like, we always we get so busy speaking to customers or fans or people that we don't have time to grab our camera and film. Like, there just needs to be somebody in the background, like a fly on the wall, filming that shit. And we did it for a photo shoot recently. And I was like, this, is, this can be cool, but we just need somebody that's filming that understands like what it is that we want that can put that together. Cause not right. You can shoot video. You can edit video for fitness shoots in the gym. That's cool. But that's not the type of video that I want for this. Like I want, hate this term, but yeah. lifestyle, lifestyle type of video. No, right. That's, that's, that's um, fine word. And they need to be able to fly in airplanes. Like traveling is going to be part of the job, especially <laughs> if you're going down to Southern Florida or whatever you got. Right. Do. Yeah. I, I right. found that when I, I mean, I was able to get really far filming myself. I, I was able to produce quite a few, mm -hmm. like, uh, what was it, probably two and a half years, Mike, before we, I even considered anyone else. Like, we did, I did vlogs. Uh, we did all sorts of style. But I will say, Ben, you, your anxiety all was time. super high. Like, it's, your stress and anxiety from it too. was, was yeah, high. Because, because you're, you're yeah, running yourself thin. I had to be setting up a camera for a transition. I had to be setting up, uh, if, go fly the drone in the morning so I get the establishing shot. Like, like. I was never able to be Ben Kane of the industry because I was Ben Kane, the videographer. Mm. And so bringing Cody right. in and empowering him, like, hey, this is your video, make it good. Like, um, it, it was a really good choice for me. I had a really hard time. What you're saying about the writing thing, right? Like, I, I, uh, understand that because it was a very personal process for me that I was had a lot of ownership right. over. I was very proud of the content that we produced it was creative like um it's just something that you know we're all different and one thing that i always felt confident as differentiating from fitness informant and from stack 3d was that lifestyle vlog that i was always producing every single mm -hmm. trip and so to hand it off to someone else was really stressful uh it took some it took some editing and figuring out but we've we've, we've got we right. have enough of a style right now i'll put this on video we had uh Nutrimedia do a video for us and cody uh called me and was like nah like this, that's that's not our <laughs> and he's like this like i, I want to take over reels and we switched around our whole st uh, strategy because cody felt ownership over content that was like the best thing that we could have found in a yeah. person uh yeah, you want to have think, someone who wants to own this. Like right now, we're going to be getting someone who just owns the blog because I can't be doing – we have a 10,000-word article. It takes me a long time to do, and then I miss other things. So the, you got to have someone who wants to own this, and there are a lot of people in our industry. The cool thing in our industry is that it's fun, exciting. Young people want to be in it, so like you just got to put it out there, and that's kind of why I was like kind of dragging it out of you. My, yeah, yeah. As Ben became uh, the industry sub-bouncer, supplement bouncer, and all that stuff, uh, and, and – 
he would start going on trips and the next thing you know he's having an hour-long conversation with like dom and sebon let's just use an example mm-hmm. but forgets you know you get into these conversations you forget to capture the video because or the capture yeah. or even a selfie because you're so into these conversations you do need someone uh doing the voyeuristic you know cameraman thing on you and everything even if right. uh it's it's confidential stuff that's being spoken you got to get the b-roll if you talk to real for instance even it if changes the whole conversation when yeah. you pull out a camera if Cody yes. is mm-hmm. always with us in the background with the most insane rig of cam- – <laughs> let's say there's assaulting what that thing looks like. No one is, uh, acts weird about it because I'm not holding it. You know, We're having the conversation. Right. Um, and so, yeah, absolutely. Like, I, 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 I've gotten so much more content for our channel out of having Cody just own it and do it. 100%. Because I don't have to think about it. I don't have to worry about it. The hilarious thing is sometimes we'll be at a show and we'll lose Cody for like 20 minutes. But – he like he like it has this like honing effect or something. He like does these giant circles around us, and he always knows where we are. But he'll like we'll be done, yeah. and we'll be because we do these daily episodes now when we travel. Like uh, that night, we edit it up for the next morning. He'll have this B roll of a dude doing push ups that doesn't have legs, and I have no clue. I never saw it. I was not there. Whatever. But he he he's able to capture so much of the event that it's it's really worth it. He's a good he's human awesome. being too. Like he's a good person. Like obviously, I had the opportunity to meet him in Vegas, and just he's passionate about not only his skill set in terms of editing video, but like about the space. Like he wants to be part of it. So I think that's cool. And I think like one of the biggest things to be successful is you have to be honest with yourself in terms of your your strengths and your flaws. And one of my biggest flaws is I it, it's not the inability to trust people. It is just like delegating because I feel I'm so possessive of FI because I know all the hours. And, and obviously I mentioned earlier, some of the sacrifices I made to give that up is it's a mm-hmm. personal thing. It's a hundred percent personal and hard for me to say like, that's, it's still my baby, but I'm not like there anymore. And you know, whether we sell fit at some point, I'm sure we're gonna have that same thing too. And, and you know, obviously we're going to be hiring on fit this year. Um, but I'm not giving up my place on fit for fitness informant. I'm, I would be giving up yeah. my place essentially, um, which I have to do. Right? I know that. But, you know, the whole just not being good at delegating or, or this possessive personal trait that I have is a huge flaw of mine. And I think that the moment that I sit down and realize, like, and I already realized, like, this has to happen. And Ben, you and I have talked about this. I just need to do it. It's you know, I hardest. need to make the choice and then do it. Yep, it's the hardest part as a solo entrepreneur is is doing that. And I mm-hmm. love my blog, dude. You know, I say my blog, it's our blog, but I, I I love it so much. I need someone to take over some of that stuff, though. It's It is is what it is. I feel like if I step away or I don't want to feel like I let people down, if that makes any sense, because I, it, as weird as our world is, there are, there's a, a lot of followers who follow us that, that love us, like authentically, like really appreciate what we do. And if I'm not there, I don't want to feel like I abandoned them. And that maybe sounds stupid to people listening or watching, but I, there are the hardcore people who absolutely love us. And like, if you just go away and you're not there, you're gone for a while. I don't want people to feel abandoned and that, and then they probably won't. It's maybe just me mentally fucking myself in terms of the conversation with myself. But I, I hope when it happens, cause it's going to happen and I'm not on the channel as often as I once was. Like, I hope people understand why. And I think they will, you know, obviously I've been very transparent with it here on this podcast and I'll be more so on FI too. But I mean, for that, that brand to become, you know, go from seven to eight figures, um, it needs it and it needs me to be there. Um, and, and I, and I need to do that obviously for the future of the business and my family you know, and everything I th- else. I don't know what, when I think of like who people are in this industry, there's a lot of strengths. And when I think of you, I, I definitely think of businessman. Like, like you've always a- approached FI as a, from a business perspective, uh, where I, I've always felt like much more a creator. I, I don't really like the business stuff to sure. be honest with you. Like, 
uh, when it comes down to a lot of serious stuff, I usually del- uh, not delegate. I, I defer to Mike with a lot of the stuff. I, I feel passionate mm-hmm. about creating and the content. And I find that I think FitButters fits you. I mean, outside of uh, obviously like long-term giving for your family and everything, I, I love all of that. But like, I see that General Mills side of you come back out with FitButters. And I can I see how yeah. like uh, authentic that is. It's fun creating content. I love it. Walking in the Wegmans and seeing my stuff on the shelf. Weird. I mean, it's just, it's, it's wild, right? Like it's a, I'm like, holy shit. Like this is the most influential retailer in our country, Wegmans, if you're in Wegmans, retailers come knocking on your door because they trust what Wegmans does. Um, you know, the, 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 the idea that we're able to provide, we have six people in our production facility that produces nut butters four days a week, four ten hour shifts. The fact that they can make a living wage, we don't call it minimum wage. We pay $24 and 62 cents an hour manufacturing. I mean, they're, they're just capping and doing stuff, simple stuff, but we pay them a living wage that they can go home and provide for their families. Like that is ultimately the coolest thing in the world. And Mike, you probably can think the same thing too, like having Ben come on and then you guys figure out your deal, but like being able to provide a platform or an opportunity for somebody to make a living based on your thought or your idea is the coolest fucking thing outside of being like a father and an awesome husband. Like literally the coolest thing in business. Yeah. I counted how many mouths that this thing feeds and it was more, I I didn't realize it it had gotten into a double digit number. And at that point I was like, Oh, like, we can't let people down. So mm-hmm. I, I, I completely get that. That's awesome, man, by the way. So with, with FI, it sounds like you're, you're mostly looking for one kind of jack-of-all-trades person who's cool with the camera. Like you're, There's a lot of ways to go about this, and I've, I've learned my ways too, and it's tough with budget, and I don't know what your budget would be and everything. Um, but yeah, having one rock star could be awesome. But like what I'm kind of tired with myself is finding is like the ragtag crew of moonlighting half contractor, mm-hmm. half this, half that guy who disappears after like, you know, disappears for three days on end. I'm like, just, I'm so over that. And I've made that mistake yeah. over and over. I'm done with it. So like the, the yeah, our next person we're, uh, we're hiring a content operations manager. Um, already have some great, great, great applications. I'm like, you can be a contractor with an LLC or whatever, but like we're paying this as like full time ish, you know. So th- I'm done yeah. with this nonsense. <laughs> That's all. And that I was, was great. Say, but yeah, that was great with G. I mean, he was a W two employee of that five. You know, it sucked. He lived in California because it was fucking state taxes. <laughs> um, but like he, it, it, it was great. I mean, um, you know, prior to him coming on FI, he worked for his father. I, I'm sure he doesn't care if I share this. Like I paid him more than his dad's business paid him to come on on the thing and. You know, I draw a very small salary from FitButters. Um, fitness informant pays for everything, but like, you know, you land a certain couple of accounts on FitButters. I can then pay myself a salary in which would be, you know, fair for the work that I put in. And I don't need to take money then from FI. That money then can go to two or three people, um, you know, because Danny has a small, small draw too for some of the stuff that she did prior to, 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 to baby. Like we can hire a videographer, like full-time videographer type thing if, if somebody's going to travel, but like at least two people for content. Uh, not necessarily content. I mean, one, one definitely for content, hundred uh, percent. But like with you guys, like I, I look at your model that you built, Mike, and it's genius. Like I, you know, having a videographer, having people writing the blog, having you know you and Ben be sort of still the face. It's amazing how many people don't know the happenings behind PriceBot, right? And that's that's maybe by design. But like you have a family, a team of people um, that makes that thing tick, and it's apparent because the content that you guys are putting out is fantastic, and it's a lot of it. Um, you know, you can't. You can't do that with just two of you. I mean, you could, but you wouldn't sleep, you know, kind of like over here. And so, like, it's, it's, it's a great decision that you made. I'm excited that you guys are hiring more and more because, you know, I love my platform and, like, I like the thought process that we provide. 
but I fucking love what you guys do too. And that's why like when anybody ever says like, Oh, your competitors, I don't, I don't see us that way. Like, I mean, if anything, like we're cousins in the same space that are like going for the same goal, right? Like we just do it differently. Like you, I'm, I'm wearing shorts, you're wearing jeans, whatever it might be like, but we all have like the same goal. Like we want to better the space. And that's why, you know, from, from a, from a fan of the industry standpoint, what you two are doing in terms of going back at the FDA and calling out their bullshit and everything else that Ben's been doing on, you know, Capitol Hill, like that's what, you know, I'm, I'm not going there and doing it. I can't. So it, you guys have to be, or don't have to be, but you guys are doing that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate it. We're, we're, we're constantly trying to find ways to level up. And I think I never wanted to get political all that, but you know, the one place you should be political is where it's in your own industry, where it does affect you and your people. Mm -hmm. These are our people. And that's why I realized our tribe is here in the, in the settlement industry. And we have a great tribe, man. Like we've got the best people in this industry. It attracts our kinds of people. And that's what, uh, it took me almost too long to to realize that. And, And it took Ben and, um, it took, yeah, it took some other people to make me realize that the, this industry got me through the last few years. I should have leaned more heavily. Like when I, when I damaged my, uh, my neck really bad, I should have just reached out to like all the Dr. Hector Lopez's and everything. Cause like these are our people and they know so much stuff. We have like this great smart industry. So, um, mm. I lost my train of thought, but yeah, with the, with the operation that we're going to try to do like, okay, today we are trying to level up Capitol Hill. There is a, a letter sent from Cong- uh, a congressman uh, to the FDA. We have not yet updated the blog because that would be me. And I'm doing a podcast and I had to do other things. We need the content operations manager to be able to like take this run with it and at least get it ready and everything. Like mm-hmm. we, we I, I, I'm so sick of being the bottleneck and that's got to stop. You're not going to scale if you are the bottleneck as the CEO founder, whatever you want to call yourself. So that's that's what has got to be eliminated over the next couple of months for me, and then I'll fix and tweak things as as needed. But right, um, and I'm not even sure what Ben's video is on that. So like, I think well, I think that's p- part of yeah, the problem is that like I've been able to scale my side by just doing more, which is awesome. Yeah. But at scale. some yeah, point, right, right. linear doesn't work, right? Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Cody's been really helpful for that because Cody and I have gotten to the point where I can be driving somewhere, and I think a lot when I drive. So when I get to like, I get to the gym, I put my phone up on my dash on a little suction cup, record a whole video, send it to Cody, go work out. By the time I'm back out, he's taken that cell phone video and produced it to like DSLR level with captions and transitions and all those things. So I'm able to scale a little bit more efficiently, uh, but at the same time still, like there's just, there's so much happening that it's, it's so hard to keep up with sometimes. And that has come to the point where, you know, we've had to kind of pick and choose like where price was gonna spend its time. I think is another thing like we we have gotten some criticism from the industry for not covering everything out there i only have 24 hours in a day and currently frankly i think this is the other part that we don't talk very much about mike and i are spending a few of those hours consulting and and, um a a decent amount of those hours are are spent on things that are nine months out that you guys are going to be freaking out about nine months but no one wants to talk about the fact that we're spending on that the time like right now and that keeps me from talking about the new dma pre-workout that i really don't care about you know like 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 we're talking (laughs) about the stuff that matters we're talking about the impactful stuff the good people um i've tried to take my time away from things that just sap my energy yeah, but at the same time, okay, so yeah, if we are doing consulting and we, we are leveling up on a lot of the projects that we're being invited into, we cannot abandon what we've done so well. And the right. way you scale is by you, you gotta, you gotta make good hires. And so that's, that's why it is so important. And you gotta, you gotta cut it loose when it's not working as well. And it's never an easy conversation, right. but the, that's the lesson learned is you can't let it drag on. In my opinion, 
people don't change, people don't get better. And so one of the best things about this industry again is you're gonna find someone, we wanna find someone who's into this industry and just loves it. And like, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe maybe being in the media side isn't where you ultimately wanna land, but if you kick ass at a price flower fitness informant for two years, you're, you're yeah. gonna be golden. That's that, yeah. and Look at you're you. in. So, and yeah, there you go, yeah. exactly. I mean, there's, there's plenty of, I mean, on your side too, people have gone on and done other things and. You know, it's it's cool, or either they've gone to other things, or they they, they Mike's let them go, and then they reach out to me. And ask me <laughs> <a good job. laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, no <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it, it, yeah I, I'm excited for you, and so I think that, yeah, we get caught into this whole thing where I'm working so hard, I got to get this this NMN FDA letter up and everything, blah blah blah. And you, it's like I am so busy that I don't have time to post the job. So yesterday I just mm-hmm. unloaded it and and got right. it up there, and you're already starting to get. Doesn't things it feel so good just to it. rip the fucking bandaid Dude, off? I, I mean, and I did it in a very unorthodox way, and I. I don't even care it's out there it's done and now yeah. i have to respond to these letters and so you have to you have to do it i'm just like i'm yeah and so yeah now it feels good it'll feel even better when we if we can you know make the right placement and everything so i i yeah. wish you the best of luck but i want you to rip that band-aid off too and do it well, it'll happen i mean for sure it's it's also kind of scary because we in the last year we've taken a pretty good look at who actually is media in sport in in nutrition uh, we had a, we had a, a question in March of like if we're not the media who is and so we took a good look at like you know Informa nutrient ingredients natural products like, mm-hmm. like all that kind of stuff and it's like we've started to realize like we have pull that like it doesn't exist otherwise like like we have mm-hmm. an, a really large community we have a lot of engagement we we have people that are activation like like activatable like they're like we can call upon this community to do things uh and i'm not trying to de- belittle anyone else because i really like working with other media agencies but it's guys to the point where like if we don't get an answer or if we get an unfavorable answer i'm starting to understand why uh and and so mm-hmm. it, it's i don't know i i I like our relationship because if I call you, I want to do a podcast yesterday. You were like, do you want to do it right now? Like, (laughs) like, like, like that kind of stuff. That's the kind of energy that I think that everyone should have in this industry right now. Uh, And uh, unfortunately, like every here and there, we don't get that kind of uh, compatibility. Well, we're, we're consumer facing too, right? I mean, some of the other ones that you mentioned, really aren't it's just i mean we they they literally come to us and and they want to know what they should buy and i i hate that it's like we we provide the content and the education on our platforms that you can go make that informed decision for yourself um i'm not you know you know it's as you grow how many how many dms you get ben and mike about like hey which pre pre pre-workout should i buy or which one's the best for this and that it's like or they'll send you a the worst and and i'm sorry if this offends you but you send me an sfp and tell and ask my uh, ask my opinion on what i think Every single ingredient on SFP, I've covered that fitness informant in our encyclopedia of ingredients. Like that's there for you to go and help learn these things. So that way you don't have to ask me these questions. You can look at a product label and say, this, this seems pretty good. Um, and I don't have time to fucking sit there and go back and respond to every DM in terms of, well, this should be this, this and that. I'll just say, you know, go to the website or I know this pre-work that I've used it. It's good. But like we're there to help to educate and help you become more informed. And the whole idea is like that you retain some of that information. And then you start to be able to make these decisions for yourself too. Not that we're like trying to hold your hand through the process, but we're trying to help you grow and understand these certain ingre- ingredients or something about a brand. Um, and, and again, like the whole, like, which one do you think is best? Well, not. Like, we I had mean, a certain point where uh, a really good mentor of mine kind of questioned like how, like how in depth do you want to get with this stuff? Because you're really speaking to like 15 people in the world that care at this point. 
And uh, there's there's millions of people who don't know anything. And who's going to speak to that? Right. And so I had to ask myself a question. And this is me giving uh, the quote unquote competitor our secret sauce kind of in some ways. Like on a daily basis, if you're getting hit with price plow content, like what's what's the um, acceleration ramp to understanding every video that's going on? Like if you follow us today and tomorrow you get hit with the three posts that I put up, how long is how many days, how many pieces of content is it going to take before you get up to speed and you understand what, I, what I'm talking about? Because a lot of this stuff is super in depth. Like if you jump on our story, there could be yeah. 50 stories in a row where I'm talking super in depth about ingredients that you may or may not ever even see uh, as a normal consumer. And so I don't want to say that I dumbed things down, but I brought it down to a point where like, at any time, if you jump in on the content, you'll under you'll you'll kind of understand what the point of that content is, what the message I'm trying to get across is. Mm -hmm. Whereas previously, it was like, all right, guys, strap in because we're going to be talking about 3.2 grams of beta alanine. What that's going to do for you? Like, I had to pull it back a little bit, which is like ironic because the whole differentiation that we've always talked about with you is like that we go so deep. But eventually, there was a point where I realized I was wasting our time. Uh, for a lot of people, you know, yeah. and, and obviously like this podcast, we have long form content on YouTube. We love doing these deep dives, but I had to find a way to go as deep as I needed to. And that was the only like that was that was as far as I went, uh, which was a big re realization for me. It's absolutely true. I mean, when we would talk to brands, they'd say, well, how are you in price about different? I'd say I, I literally use the words. I dumb it down. I put it in layman's terms. Like I make it like a, a almost like a minute and a half marketing campaign about said, but not necessarily like saying like, hey, go buy this thing, but like make it understandable and relatable in a shorter format. Price plow is going to give you they're going to fucking turn over every stone on that stuff in their blog. And they should because that's what they're good at. But your video has been like, you know, here are 14 ingredients you need to know, or like part 14, here's an ingredient you should know about. You take 20,000 word essay into a minute and a half. I mean, and that's, you know, kind of like I take that same mentality, but into some of the content that I write. Um, and that works for me. And I don't want to be price plow. Like, I don't want to write 10,000 word no, articles. Like that. No, <laughs> no, but I, mean, I appreciate so, you calling out that and, piece and of content because, because that one has been one of our most popular recently. And it's hilarious it's because. Great. Uh, yeah. What I found is that even though I used to have, or I still do, but like I, I used to rely on that 10,000 page uh, knowledge, the 90 second knowledge helps me remember it better. I understand things like once yeah. I can figure out what does it, what really matters in 90 seconds, I always understand the product better. And so I've realized sharing that with other people, it's been a hit. It's but. Yeah, sometimes it takes 10,000 words of writing to really find the click. Like, oh, there's this mechanism happened, and it's like on word 8,000. And now, okay, Ben, here's your yeah, – I got your clickbait. Like, so it takes yep. that time, and, and it's not always me. There's other writers who, who, can, uh, who sometimes capture it or, like, something keeps coming up over and over and over. Like, okay, we have something here. So you mm -hmm. don't always get that unless you do the deep dive, and that's, that is part of the secret sauce. And mo I, I'm willing to give that secret sauce away because most people aren't willing to write a 10,000-word article, and I kind of live in that world and prefer, yeah. prefer to, actually. So it's fun. But, yeah, you got to give Ben the, the, the ammunition, and I feel like we do that often enough. Yeah, it's, it's interesting too. I mean, now with, with AI, Mike, and like what that's able to do. I mean, I literally, after, I think Ben, you and I were talking about it. So I just went to, I downloaded it on my phone and I said like, explain to me the mechanisms of, of synephrine. And it, it literally shot out, I don't know how many different paragraphs on this thing. And I spent time reading it. I'm like, this is actually pretty fucking good. Like what's, I mean, what's it's kind of scary a little bit, but I mean, how do we, how do we incorporate that functionality into what we do to where it, it doesn't replace us, 
but maybe it complements what we're doing or maybe it saves us some certain time on things. So it allows us to do other things. So like I'm looking at that and I'm sure you guys have looked into it. Um, it, it's, it's kind of a scary thing, but then I also look at the flip sides, like some of these influencers on social media who are really good at TikTok and really good at, at, at that type of world. And they have, you know, a hundred thousand followers and you watch their content and you're just like, man, it's fucking dumb. But people, people love it because it's visually appealing. Um, I, I don't know, you know, but then I, and I think back at like, Hey, our platforms have like 40,000 combined, but I'm telling you the content we put out is rich. It's from an education standpoint. And then this guy's got a hundred thousand followers spewing a bunch of bullshit. Like that's, we're still fighting that too. Like we're still trying yeah. to like overcome the bullshit that this guy just said that, you know, 50,000 people think is true. And it's, it's, it, there's always a battle, whether it's, whether it's the government or the FDA, whether it's stupidity on the internet, um, which is never going to change. Um, so it's, it's, but also at the same time, I look at those content creators. And I said, okay, what are they doing that people really enjoy? Like, why are they so popular? Right? Like I look at Brett Westover, for example, like, why, why, what is it that he does that people gravitate towards and like, and, and he's a good, good kid. Like I, I have nothing bad to say about Brett. Um, so it's like, okay, he does, he's really good at like editing and short stuff and getting to the point. And, and I've always done that, but it, I also look at, you know, as I look at, I look at you guys for, for inspiration and influence on how you do some certain things without copying you, like what do they do really well that maybe I can do in a shorter format or whatever, what are these TikTokers doing really well? Um, I refuse to go and just be disingenuous and unauthentic though. Like I won't do that. Um, but it, it is, it is interesting to look at in that world, the video creation world and, and what some of these younger, cause I'm 36 now and, and I, you know, we're all in our thirties and you know, Mike's like 22 um, with an awesome beard. But I'm just saying like what these kids are doing, it's like, okay, I, I mean, you have to evolve. Like I don't like TikTok. I hate it. I, 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 I only go on it when I have to post a video. I don't scroll. I don't go down that rabbit hole. I have no need to. Um, but like, I understand like if I'm not there, you know, I'm not in discord. You guys have done great with discord. I have, I downloaded it. That's it. I have done anything else. And maybe that's a fault of mine, but like, it's just, there's so many different fucking touch points. Now we have a lot of them, not all of them, but it is interesting. Like the ever evolving technology and how do we incorporate that into our business and how do we use it to touch people and educate people? Because there's always going to be something I new. I played the, the like follower race for a little bit. Like I, like when I first came on, I think we had under 2000 and I was like, this, this won't do. And I wanted to, I want it to be better, but somewhere around like 10,000, I stopped really caring about progressing too hard. Mm -hmm. I, I still get a kick out of, you know, increasing engagement, increasing followers. Like, like it, I obviously am looking to bring in new people into the community, but I'm not, you know, like so, so crazy about followers. I, I, I want to better serve our own industry. And I think that was, that was one of the bigger realizations for me was like, I wanted to be one of like the hundred thousand follower type people. Um, which is ironic because if you look at our like our entire engagement overall of our channels where you know we have we have a huge footprint it's not great. it's not something anything yep. to worry about but um i eventually when i realized that like the people in our industry who matter follow us that was really what mattered to me the 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 not the opinions of my peers, but like the impact I've had on a industry that I am passionate about mattered way more to me than getting a hundred thousand people to follow. You know, when we go to mm -hmm. supply side events and I get recognized that that showed me that it was working more than if I went to the Olympia and got recognized, right. Or like, or like if I'm able to talk to a group of broccoli head kids without them knowing who my Instagram is, like, like I care way more about yeah. Rick Collins than I do you know, Joe Schmo, 18 year old in the gym. Uh, I, I, and that was a big thing yeah. for me was like, oh, I realized that like my purpose is to improve things is to, is to stand up for in this industry and to do stuff um, and to be loud. And 
maybe not loud, but it may sometimes working behind the scenes, but I stopped caring too much about the numbers. Obviously, I have to like keep up engagement. I, you know, I don't want things falling off, but mm-hmm. I stopped having a lot of stress over it once I realized that we had kind of arrived in a lot of ways and, and I don't need to have a negative effect if I don't get it. Like, I just it's it's just a process right. of like, all right, that didn't work. We'll find out what does work and move down that alley. You know, like I, I've gotten very methodical with our content. I don't really attach much emotion to it anymore. Early on, I was like, I have to get to 20,000 or whatever. Yeah. I'd say it's cool too. Um, you know, we get, we you guys, same way, we get the pitch decks from some of these brands that are going into GNC or Vitamin Shop or even Walmart. And you see our logos up there. <laughs> you know, like... It's like this is what Price Ball said. This is what Fitness Forward said to the to, you know to the buyer at GNC or even to the you know buyers at Walmart. It's like they're utilizing us because they think we matter, right? Like I mean, what we do and we do. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like Ben, I know you've done some some work with GNC. I believe. Obviously, I I have I had quarterly calls with Vitamin Shop about like what's what's going on out in the in the world of dietary supplements. Like they lean on us for to be their eyes and ears because they can't constantly do it all. And so to me, I was just like, well that's mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool. You know, that they, they want our opinions or if it's, you know, Cody from five star, whoever called me like, Hey, who's hot right now? And who's yeah. not like, yeah, our opinion, our, our content matters more so than like, yeah, we can look at some of these TikTokers. They're not getting calls and that's not a bad thing. Good thing or indifferent. I'm just saying like, we're credible sources, like between us and, and Shane at stack too. Like we're typically the three that you see utilized in, in marketing stuff. I mean, it's, it's cool that, you know, we're, we've been able to impact brands and people that way. And you can't take that shit away from us. Um, but, it, and what's nice too about both of our platforms and I can say with hundred percent authenticity is like, it's been genuine. Like, yeah, there's a revenue model here. We make money. We have a right to make money. But like, if I don't like something, I'm fucking telling you, I don't like something. If you guys don't like something, you're fucking telling people you don't like something. And maybe it's not on video. Maybe they send you like, you know, a beta sample on something. It is our responsibility. If they're, they're relying on us to give them positive feedback to not be a yes man and say like, you know, like there's, for example, like um, the, the phase pop, the, the can from ghost, like when I had it, I thought it tasted off. Like it didn't, to me, it didn't taste like your traditional ghost lamp of energy. So I texted Mike Wilkie right away. And I said, Hey man, I don't know, maybe it's, and, and, and you know, with, with this, and I sent them pictures of the lot number. And I think they found a couple cans in that lot number that just weren't, weren't the flavor profile on it and stuff. But like, what would I have done? Like, who am I to like swallow my tongue and go to bed and sleep on it? If I, if I felt like maybe there might've been something wrong. Like Dan and Ryan and Ghost is a brand that we work with, but I care about them. And I want to make sure like, hey, if something is wrong and I don't say something, shame on me. Like they can tell me I'm full of shit. No, that's what it's supposed to taste like. Okay, good. Yeah. But if I felt like, you know, maybe there's something off here, it's my responsibility to, to tell them that I think I something is wrong. I can say with uh, quite certainty that there are probably a couple dozen people that they know if they get an email from Mike with an attached SFP, it's a bad time. Like Mike loves sending mistakes in SFPs. Like it is brutal. A lot of times, like like having worked at a brand, I know maybe this is wrong to say, but like I know that it can go through twelve people and things will just get missed because they've looked at the same label for the same time, the same day for eight months straight. Mm-hmm. It gets lost. If it's not I don't know, if it's a missing like Mike will catch the end of a parenthesis not being there or something like like you know, like I just I just won't bring it up because it's like I know how that happened. I know, and hopefully it'll get caught in the next one. Yeah. I'm calling out if there's DMA on the label or something like that. Like, I'm calling out like the real yeah. big stuff. But I agree with you entirely like, on that whole statement that you had. Like, I, what I would say together is like the space is better because we are here. You know, like uh, I think you've mm-hmm. been a little more outspoken on like flavors not meeting your tastes. I'm just maybe a little bit more subjective. I'm like, it, it, I didn't like it. It's, it. It just wasn't me. 
Well, you have COVID all the time. I haven't been able to taste anything since. That's why you you like it. I swear to God, I have not been able to taste things the same. Um, Yeah. But I, I, like, on our side, like, we've been able to stand up for ingredients or get, like, like uh, this is this is public. I, I feel like we can say this. Like the, the ketone thing with Glaxon recently coming back. Like we had a big hand in convincing the owners of that patent to allow Glaxon to run with it, or the industry as a whole, really. Like, awesome. yeah, yeah Joey too. gave us credit on that, so I don't feel, I don't mind put, saying that. So there's a lot of stuff that I, I wouldn't say publicly because I don't want to take I don't like taking credit for other people's stuff. But um, there's a lot of situations I don't think people realize, like behind the scenes, like we have been able to step in and say something and that's mm-hmm. it's just I don't, I don't i don't flex as much as i used to about it because I, I like we know and that's really all that matters and and what i realize is like right the naysayers have about four views about it and it doesn't really get anywhere and if we come out like with a vengeance about something it usually just ends up with us looking like jerk me specifically looking like a jerk about needing people to know something like yeah. yeah, we, I mean, to, to just back things up, we, we've we become the professionals in the room in terms of media. And, and yeah, we should probably have better TikTok presences and stuff. Um, it would be funny to put me on for a week and just have me rant, but it's not going to work, you know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and so people have looked up to us and it always blows my mind when someone includes an ingredient in their phone. Like, hey, why, why'd you include that ingredient? And I'm like, dude, I read your, your article. That's why. And I'm like, oh man, like, there's a responsibility and there is mm-hmm. so like you got to try your best to get it right and cite the sources and everything and there's there's a good chance they're not going to read all the all the all the source material though and so right. you know you want to make sure that you have your references in, in order and stuff. So like a lot of times, yeah, I'm not always writing to the consumer anymore. Um, especially on some of these crazy articles I'm writing to mom and pops, brick and mortars uh, and small time brand formulas. I don't think like mm-hmm. Wilkie needs to read the price hall blog. Maybe he checks in once in a while on something here or there, but, um, with smaller formulas, we want to make them better. And I am happy to take a look at people's labels or probably, you know, need to start charging or do something with some of them. But, um, but when it's a partner brand, there's a couple partners that just send me stuff. And guess what I do? Yep. I look through them and I put together, I, I have my, I have my way of doing it. I don't, I'm not hundred percent perfect, but I will ma- at least make it so that we elevate uh, the, the industry in our own way. And if that means not missing a parenthesis, I see that all the time because of computer programming and stuff. But if, if, um, if we can help elevate the industry where there's just no less blemishes, less embarrassments and stuff, then that, that, that means everything because you know, the, that whole, you know, the rising tide lifts all the ships and everything and we don't mm-hmm. want to have misspellings on on labels and uh, when a major brand does it i'm like guys come on just send it to me like i you know we i'm not gonna i'm not gonna leak your label but i do want to mm-hmm. make sure that we don't look like idiots because yeah. there are a lot of people watching down on us if you know what i mean and, and some people right. ryan probably knows that. this better than most people but like this whole like echo chamber of like a brand starts, they sell D to C, then they get to brick and mortar, and eventually they get called up to the big leagues of GNC and vitamin shop. And then like where does it go from there? It never goes anywhere. Like that, like that's just, just this circle of life and re- recycle until mm-hmm. someone gets indicted or like gets like has a bad breakup with their wife or something. Like and then they piss all the money away, and then we wait for the next brand to come up, and it's just constant, 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 constant. And at some point, someone's gotta break that orbit and go off somehow and that's not going to happen if shit is misspelled constantly it's going to it's not going to happen if people are using ingredients without the trademark licenses it's it's just you know that's that's the yeah. way i look at it yeah i, I, I can like ghost that kind of yeah you know, so and a, a that's lot of exactly it, what i was going to say now the new vector is the energy drink and everything so mm-hmm. um I mean, who knows what the what the vector after that will be because that's just so saturated 
uh, rest in peace. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that because I think we get we get a lot of flack for as much content we produce on Ghost, but they keep us busy. And I don't care what anybody says. There's not there's not many brands out there who've done it that way. You know, what I mean, like they've done it the the right way from from basically the get go. Um, but to your you know starting in GNC and then from there, vitamin shop and then energy and there'll be functional foods and so much more. So like. But they've, you know, I said that too about Fitbars. I told Danny, I'm like, hey, let's, we may not ever make a billion dollars, but we will behave and act like a billion dollar brand from day one. That means we need to be compliant on everything. We need to make sure like, you know, we've shown videos on things that have gotten fucked up in manufacturing. I could have easily put it in a jar and sold it through the way. Or, you know, if it was over roasted nuts, we gave it to, to the lesser fortunate who couldn't maybe afford our type of stuff. Um, it's just the right thing to do. I mean, we've, we've all seen it before. Like you turn a blind eye or you intentionally prove something you know you shouldn't have it's gonna come back and get you like you, you don't get away with that shit forever you know um and and to what you guys are doing is whatever i mean i found one time like a label didn't have peanut as an allergen and it was a, a peanut butter flavor and you use peanut flour like you you better recall this shit now because that's a lawsuit waiting to happen and i have no idea what the brand ever did you know if they if they pull them off they should have um or you know three four years back there was a time where i saw a blemish on a label um wrong sfp they use a they had a prop blend, but they didn't list the molecular weight of the blend on it and stuff. And so I reached out to, to them and like, like, Oh, we're, we're, you know, there's only X amount of limited runs. We're, we'll be fine. I don't fucking care if you made one or 5,000. It's wrong. Like you need to do something and fix it. Um, but I mean, that's just, I think, you know, people money, it's like, oh, it's going to cost me more money. It's not going to, we're not going to be able to launch it on time. I've seen care. a lot of that like, excuse on TikTok not, recently. Uh, you know, uh, IP infringement mm -hmm. on a label. Oh, you know, it's limited launch. We sold out. It's not a big deal. Like, Oh, okay. Right. I guess that uh, excludes you from them coming after you. Okay, Under, un, understood. Right. That's I, I didn't know that's how, how business worked. And you're right. Like Disney's sometimes is. is I mean, they're they're fucking cutthroat. As they it. should be. Like I love how ABC Disney is is all over things. But like there are gonna be times where a small branch are yeah. flying under the radar. But shame on them. Like I look at my competitors too in the nut butter category and some of the flavors they they name their their jars and like, or the SFP. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. I, what are you doing? But I mean, they're not, no, they're so, they're small enough that no one's going to say shit. And I'm not going to, I'm like, it's, you know, I, I reach out to them and be like, you know, you can't, you can't call your flavor Twix. Like, you, you can't do that. Like, it's just not, well, you know, it's a limited, oh, to okay, your point, yeah. man. It's a well, limited. Then, I, you know, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, then, that's cool. It's like cool. Days, but, you know, like, <laughs> Is that worth a gamble? I mean, Mike, like, come yeah. on, people. Like, you're gonna you're gonna sell maybe a little bit more, but dude, if that behemoth wants to smash you, they will just they can come with so much firepower that you're oh, yeah. you're out of a house and home. Yeah. Like, it's just not Quick. worth it. Like, no. it's well, gotta grow up. Unless, <laughs> Look, we we didn't we didn't talk real quick. I mean, I know we want to wrap this up, but like, we we said you wanted to come back to the salt idea, Mike, and we oh. haven't come back to the salt okay, idea. So, so yeah. I feel like if we're gonna if we're gonna round this podcast out and finish it, we need to talk about this this fucking salt idea that you I, had I also still want to get a 15 okay. minute part of asking Ryan what he thinks about going on the cell phone industry right now too. I, I think we got, we got like a half hour left here. Can we go 15 and 15? We have, a, okeah, okay, we cool. got extended. Yeah. So we, we personally have a half hour. I don't know what you have. Okay. So this is a question. Uh, so yeah, I, I was digging this, this type of salt. I don't, I don't know if I want to get into the details, but, and I, I eventually do think that I will be in, into functional foods in my next lifetime. Okay. So mm -hmm. that's, that's it's fun. That's where my passion is. I'm Italian, love flavors, love cooking, love food. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, like dealing with kids and stuff, you realize there's a lot of trash market to the children, all that. So that's, that's my future. So anyway, the, um, the, the idea that I wanted to do last, that one time we talked, it turns out that I highly disagree with it now. So like at some point you, do you ever find yourself in that situation with fit butters where like maybe, 
uh, I don't know how to even ask this, but is it like embarrassing or like, are there any, or do you, do you hold back ever because you're like, Oh, maybe I won't, this won't, you know, the, the, the research won't flesh out on this or whatever, because I've, I've, as I learn more and more about certain foods and certain ingredients, I realize that there are certain things that I don't want to use anymore. Mm. Um, and in this case, it would be basically too much iron oxide in your, in your salt product. And if I would have sure. sold that now, I'd be like, wow, I just pumped a lot of people full of rust. So mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's why I'm glad I wouldn't have gone down that road. So, but then you can get into analyze and paralyze, you know? Yeah. I mean, for us, it's not, we're not doing anything crazy uniquely with ingredients. So I don't worry about that. I mean, we have been approached by a lot of different ingredient companies like probiotics, caffeine, which I think is the dumbest fucking thing in nut butter. Um, just like all these different things is like, Oh, you should, you, what you're thought about doing a probiotic confused nut butter. No, it's not who we're going after. Like, I think a lot of people do misinterpret because I come with fitness informant that we're, we want to be like sports nutrition. I don't want to be sports nutrition. And that's not anything against brick and mortar, like our specialty retailer, because you can get Waldron farms and, and us and nuts and more and other brands at specialty retail. That doesn't make them sports nutrition. They're still, you know, they're functional food. Like, so I'm not gonna, I'm sorry. Like, and I've actually talked to Todd Spear about like Velocitol in the past. Like I don't have an interest in doing it. I love the ingredient. I do. I love it in aminos. I love it in, in protein powders. I don't love it in a nut butter. And I think, you know, you look at what like the outright bar did Mark, like he put in the, the breakfast one. It was a really good one, but consumers don't give a shit about that in a food. Like they, you know, it's just, that's such a tough ingredient in general to have people comprehend and understand. Um, and then I'll put it into a, a popularized food that you could find in your protein bar aisle. It makes it more difficult. So I don't, for me, it's like, I've never had any like embarrassing thing. We came out with um, our simple flavors like two years ago, which was just like a peanut butter, almond, whatever. And so my team and I, like, they, they wanted to try it. I didn't. I'm the CEO. I should have nixed it. I said, fine, we'll fucking do it. Um, and it wasn't successful. It was a failure. And, and I'm, you know, I have a ton of unflavored um, plant-based protein at my facility. That's just, I don't know what to do with it. I'm probably just going to give it away to somebody. But it's like, I knew I didn't want to do it because that's not who we are. We're flavor-first nut butter that has functional benefits. That's healthy for you. Like, that's who and what we are. Um, so, you know, now we're looking at some of um, potentially, and it's not anytime soon because I always say, like, so many people have these ideas like this is a new product I want to do. I want to do this one and this one. And they forget about what made them successful in the first place. We have so much room to grow. Like you look at, if you split the United States in half in terms of retail East coast, not pretty fucking covered. Like we're, we're killing it in the West coast though. Nothing besides vitamin shop. And um, that's it. Like we're not in Ralph's. We're not in any big Kroger chain or Albert Safeway uh, and that side. So there's a ton of opportunity for us to grow the pace business over there. You know, we've looked at powder, nut butters before, but I don't think they really, about to the PB fit. I don't think they do that well. Um, you know, nuts and more has, I think three or four, I don't see them on any retail shelf anywhere. Although it's, it's on brand. It's unique. If I could do a powdered nut butter that tastes like my monster cookie in the paste form, that'd be cool. I just don't think the market's there yet for it. Um, or, or maybe it never will be like nut butters. And we've also said like nut butter should be consumed for the fat content. Why am I going to create something that strips all that out? <laughs> you know, it's kind of against everything I've said the last four years of bit, three years of business. So and it's like, do you want to do a bar? Well, no, because Mark's my friend. And he's got the outright bar. It's a nut butter-based bar. I have no interest in getting in the bar business. And that one, talk about energy drinks being saturated. Fucking bar business is ridiculous, right? Um, you know, there are some applications on, on that I've said publicly that I would like to maybe explore at some point. But I think at that point, whenever manufacturing goes outside my walls, I don't think I own the company anymore. And what I mean by that is, like, once we outgrow the self-manufacturing thing, which won't happen unless we decide to bring on another type of a, a product line extension, I think at that point, we'd probably exit. Uh, we'll see. I mean, we don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm having a ton of fun. And that's why I said, like, if I can make a living doing this and I can have fun and it doesn't feel like I'm working, like, that's, that's ultimately, like, 
the gold that everybody wants to have, right? I mean, I, I could sell for, say I sold for 30 million and I, I took my share, I couldn't sit around. I'd have to do something. I, uh, it's, you know, my ADD is like, okay, you, you can spend maybe a week at the Caribbean and then you gotta get back to work. Mm-hmm. So no matter how much money we ever make, if we make any at all, I will always constantly be working. So Mike, if you ever wanna reformulate that salt idea and do something cool, I hope you figure it out. Oh, thank you. No, uh, <laughs> I think salt is good to go. So Ben, what did you want? You want to talk hey, about a little bit? Industry yeah, I wanted to or... ask what, what Ryan's seeing right now. What you're thinking about? What, like, we wake up this morning, you checked your phone. What was what was the thing you had to deal with? Like, what are you? What's going on? What's on your mind? Did, didn't I send you the on it pre workout oh, this morning? Was that was you that did. today you or was that there. yesterday? <laughs> My buddy Steve. Uh, I mean, I just I I, I like and I appreciate brands yeah. that reach out to us and ask for our opinion on things and. I, I just have a hard time looking at price tags and sometimes SFPs if they're not utilizing any sort of novel ingredient that we know costs a ton of money and the price they charge based on the culture that they've created. And I, it's like CrossFit. And I love CrossFit. Like I did a CrossFit event last week and the, the community is great. But like there's no reason the CrossFit gym membership could cost you double a bodybuilding gym membership because it's significantly less to operate. You know, it's a fucking factory with, with, with racks <laughs> and some dumbbells. You go into a nice gym that has some like, I carry in or pre, I mean, you know how much money they drop in that. So it's all that. But I mean, I, I'm going to reference a video that you made, I think, Ben, six months ago about how much better the industry is today than it was, you know, in the past. And we, I think when things go wrong, they're amplified more today than they used to be. There used to be a lot of shit that happened. Like when I broke into the business or the industry in 2014, everybody yeah. was doing shady shit, it seemed like. And I, and I hate to use the word everybody because I don't necessarily, I don't need 100% everybody, but. So many brands are doing shady shit. Nobody just talked about it. We didn't have the social channels. We didn't have a way to amplify it. It wasn't being covered by major media platforms, you know, like us. I, I would like to think that brands are trying to be better, doing things the right way, going with contract manufacturers who are compliant in every aspect of their business. And if they have any sort of warnings or letters, it's something super minor and dumb, like the trash can was in the wrong place. Or so, I mean, you know, just using an example, right? Um, but I also understand, like, because of the, the presence of Amazon, how easy it is to throw a brand on Amazon and how, the, how the, and these influencer-created brands, I think you posted the whole the blender oh, thing <laughs> from TikTok, right? <laughs> like, um, I mean, then you have that side of things. So, like, it's, it is really – overall, I think we're in a, a much better place. And I think platforms like you guys going to bat for the industry is the reason yeah, why. Yeah, totally agreed. I, um, you know, I wasn't the biggest fan of this pre-workout. Um, I haven't spoken to Steve about it yet. I saw it, and I – it's been a it's been a, a big week, so I haven't gotten in, I have a DM from him I have to get to. But you know, if this is what we have to complain about, you know, like it's would I have liked more citrulline? Yeah, but this is like the base clinical. Like this is like the base base clinical. Most mm-hmm. people don't realize that two point yeah, four yeah. is like there. There is a little bit of a claim there. New Ganda at two twenty five. The new uh, African palm oil, kind of cool, you know. Theobromine and caffeine will make it feel better than you think it will. Alpha GPC, a little bit there. The 50 milligrams of dynamine. I, if this is what we're complaining about, you know, like, I'm not personally going to get up in the morning pissed off about this existing. You know what I mean? What's their coupon? No, no, I am. This is a piddling workout being sold for $60. I don't know what their coupon is. That's the thing. $60, 20, 20 serve. 20 serves okay. for yeah. 60 bucks. That's, is, that's where this so- is honestly sad. I think that they, they need to do a lot better than this. I get maybe the average. So this is alpha brain pre-workout. So it's supposed to be nootropic and Uganda helps with that. The issue is, 
yeah, twenty servings, sixty dollars. I don't normally it's, look at price. I don't normally go down that. I just is, normally just look at the sad. panel. And so, so yes, yeah, right. And that's that's I'm, something that I do a lot on is the price thing. And I think that's where brands get really pissy. And and um, you know what what was was it Jocko's? And I and I have nothing against the formula. And Ben, you and I talked about like the specific ingredient used in the the anti aging product. That's like ninety bucks. Well, yeah, bucks, it's three right? milligrams of spermidine. Is it worth it? Yeah, spermidine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's expensive, right? But like, I think. Like there are certain cars, like you can look at say, is the car literally worth that much money? Yes, with the components and all the pieces in, in there, it's worth that. How many people? So are there was a really good that? clip so, that went big this week from Elon Musk back when he was with PayPal, and it, they were asking him uh, if he, basically they were I forget what the specific thing was, but they were talking about like ridiculously expensive. I think it was cars, like ridiculously expensive cars. And he was like, I don't think you guys understand that the technology in exotic cars right now is going to be in the standard cars in five years. And this technology, no matter what it is, if it's communication technology, transportation technology, uh, uh, content production, all these technology that is afforded to the uh, elite or the pros or the the top level always before it can become commercially economic, like like possible for lower Mm -hmm. people to have it. And th- like spermidine uh, is there right now. Beba, mitoburn, like everyone has it right now. When Mike and I started talking about berberine, it was, or sorry, not berberine, uh, mitoburn, it was not even possible for people to profit off of something. I mean, NMB right. was selling it at a loss, you know, like, like, I don't know if I'm supposed to yeah. say that out loud, but like, like, like that, to, to give you an idea, like that's, that's one reason we love yeah. NMB is that they're so passionate about getting innovation out there that they're willing to do that kind of stuff. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of people look at the price and they say this is ridiculous, but they don't realize to—they don't understand what it takes to create three milligrams of spermidine HCl. They have—they have no concept of where that comes mm-hmm. from, how it's created, how it's made. Right, and I—but to the point though, right? I'm—I'm going I'm to defend the consumer here. Yeah. They don't have to. I mean, they're—they're—they're they're, right. They're—they're they're looking at a product for they see anti-aging and they see a ninety-dollar one versus somebody else mm-hmm. selling one for forty. Right. Then that's why our platforms come out there. We try to educate, but even like. At a point, and we, we talked about this, and this is a trend too, is like I think the window dressing and everybody trying to – more is not necessarily better. You know, It's like, okay, we're going to do 12 grams of citrulline and this and that. Well, you've already taken 12 grams of citrulline before. You're on the yeah. shitter within 20 minutes. Like it's just – I mean it's – and at what point do we have like the point of diminishing returns? Where does that fucking curve decide to say like, you know what? Everything else that you're giving us beyond X is worthless, but you're fucking paying for it because you think it's worth it. And these brands are coming out there and be like, yeah, they did 10, so we're doing 12 or we're going to do – this much milligrams of caffeine. It's like, that's why I, and I think you did a really good job on uh, talking about Cellucor recently. And I've always said that too, like C4 at Costco is not my pick of the pre-workout. It's not, is it? But you look at the price point, you look at how many people buy that product and you look at how many people use that product as maybe a crutch to begin with, to get in the gym and better their life. And eventually they graduate to other things. Again, I'm not going to come out in public and say, I love this pre-workout. It's great but I'm not also not going to necessarily shit on it because it, it is such a mover for people. Maybe for the first time to try something that placebo or real they're getting up and they're living a healthier active Look, lifestyle. I'm not going to say, and, and, and I'm not going to say like, I'd rather have that versus like this mega dose $9 pre-workout, but the, you yes. don't have to do either. Like there's such a good spot in the middle at a good price point, which you can make. And that's why, again, going back to ghosts, I've always appreciated the fact that like legend 25 servings for, you know, 40 bucks, a coupon code knocks off eight, you're mm-hmm. down to 32. Like, that's an affordable, effective, good tasting pre work I mean, we could do this live right now. Yeah. We can kind of talk yeah. about, like, a, a series of these. Like, like, I don't have a problem with C4. I think it needs – I think it drastically needs an update. 
the the ultimate I think oh, is, sure. is wonderful. I'm looking at C4 original right now. It is in drastic needs. It's it's twenty four. Twenty nine ninety nine, with and you know it's it's just not a good product right now for twenty nine ninety nine. But I think there is a really good level right now in your C four ultimate, your Ghost Legend, your Glaxon uh, specimen. Uh, I, I mean, we can go down the line mm-hmm. and we can talk about like uh, I think Seabum's Essential is an incredible product right now. Like there there are there's a great class of entry level products that for an average of thirty dollars a month, let's say one dollar a day. If you work out every single day, which you shouldn't, but mm-hmm. we'll just call it, you know, like a dollar a serving, your workout is vastly improved because that's what you're looking for in a pre-workout. You're, you're going to have better focus. You're going to have more energy. Your pump's going to be better. You're going to have a better workout for $1. I think we're in a really good spot right now with that. I don't think that people who are waging this war of, I need 12 grams of citrulline. I need all of these things. I don't think any of those guys are improving in the gym based on the amount of money that they're spending on those things. To get back to the Zana pre-workout, I do want to say, like, the first thing I see when I get into this label, I'm like, ooh, a new ingredient, African oil palm fruit extract, yeah. PFBC. You know where I'll be, like, looking up later. So I do want to say that. I, this I did cool- look it up, Mike, because I looked it up. I was like, is this why this thing's so expensive? And I looked it up, right. and it's, um, you know, because I, I haven't seen a pre-workout before, but it can, can boost immune, immunity functions and things of that nature. I'm like, okay, interesting. And I'm sure there's probably a pump component too. I didn't dig too deep in it. No, yeah, I but think like, well, yeah, it, this product yeah. will feel good. I like I like dynamine that's in there. So like this is in the Nugata. It will feel good. Um, right. I think it, it really comes down to like coupon prices because you you have subscribe and save. You can do it, get it for fifty nine fifty ninety nine. But yeah, one time purchase of fifty nine ninety nine for twenty servings. That's just insane. If I could get this really. for forty five, I'd be happy. Maybe they have yeah. Like like what? Yeah. It, How much would you unique. pay for this? this is the, like if you had is... to pay for a pre workout and which? Yeah, I think you're you're close with. So yeah, caffeine. If you're low stim, two hundred milligrams. Yeah, yeah. low forties, forty two ninety. Yeah, I'm 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 typically around like two bucks a serving. I think would right. be fair. There so like go. forty bucks mm-hmm. uh, is, is sort of where I look at. I think a really good well dosed pre workout, two to two fifty is it, you can you can achieve that. You definitely can achieve that. Um, you know you get you get some of these pre workouts at six nine 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 for twenty servings. I, you know I, I I have a hard time believing that that's going to improve your workout drastically by that much. Um, and and it's just not. You know, it, it's fun. It's cool. Like as a as a bro science and looking down and trying to create that yourself and throwing fucking twenty different uh, components in it that's gonna either you know improve blood flow or whatever for the pump. It's just like it's not necessary. Like I mean, there's I would love to do and Ben, we talked about this before. Like hey, you know, like the whole placebo thing. Like I'm gonna give you this pre workout, which you know is thirty bucks or thirty servings, and this pre workout, which is eighty bucks or twenty servings, um, and then somehow try to do a controlled. Yeah study on it and, and, and metrics and say, did you really perform any better on this one? Um, and that's the thing, that's the one thing I think that we are missing in our space that it's expensive though, right? Like synergistic components between ingredients. Like we've, we've talked about like, okay, if you're going to do 2.4 grams of citrulline, but you're also going to add something else, then you don't need six or 10 or whatever. I mean, we, we don't have the funding to do that stuff, or at least I know we don't, that would be cool that we could see some of that because I think for a lot of times when we talk about pre-workouts, it's like, okay, well, the clinical dosages of said ingredient as a solo ingredient is this to that. And if it, that's not what it is on the label, people might think, well, we're not getting enough citrulline. Well, you, you don't necessarily need six grams of citrulline either, right? So it's, I mean, I wish we had more of that, but then then Mike would never sleep. So, I mean, he'd be, he'd be balls deep in this stuff 24-7 as he already is. But um, I, think, I think some head-to-head, like, controlled testing between some lo- fully loaded pre-workouts and some, some lower-end pre-workouts would be interesting to see what the reported 
back metrics were from from individuals doing it. Again, how do you control yeah. that though? I don't know because there's also other variables like diet and hydration and everything else. But it's just the idea. Yeah, it, it would be cool to see. Yeah, when to get back to the Cellucor thing, one thing I liked in the original version of C4 Sport, and I don't know if this is the case anymore, they had nearly a five gram dose of creatine inside of that in the first original version. And so there were some haters that came out and were like, dude. You know what? This is going to benefit a lot of people, especially those who aren't eating as much meat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, if 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 we can use C4 Sport to Trojan horse five or three grams of creatine, whatever it was, three to five grams of creatine into a human's body, then I am like all for that. Like, I like right. those kinds of things. And so uh, there's there's ways to make products that improve people's lives, even if it doesn't have 80 grams of L-citrulline powder and all this stuff. Like. You know, there's certain things that are that are, are forgotten, and I do think that like creatine's kind of been uh, forgotten in, in the mix sometimes with some of these brands, and so it's it's tough because I, I want to I'd like to hear what more consumers are doing about. Um, there's very few pre-workouts that have a full dose of creatine, so are they really adding mm-hmm. unflavored creatine to their stuff, or what's happening out there? But I think that, that um, was lost in 2020. That's one thing. And I, actually, I did yeah, like to one your point, like, I like creatine in a pre-workout personally. I, I mean, it's, it's there's not it's that great. many. Like, I think. The corn fury, twenty twenty killed it. Well, corn nutritionals got, yeah, yeah, because yeah, the price, yeah. And then they, Doug removed it from his pre workouts that I that I loved. Now I understand, like that was a decision that had to be made. Um, he just had formulated stuff at core that, man, he got like the citrulline and creatine were just out of control, and he had high doses of both in like all of, in both boom mm-hmm. and and uh, core fury, and so that that just sucked. <laughs> but I love right. those. Yeah, so I think just like going back to your original question, I, I you know you see you see. I think we're always going to see some of the same things in the space. Like, I think everybody's always going to race to try to give you more is better. I, I don't know if that ever changes. I mean, we, it's, it's it cool now to see a little bit on the pre-workout category. You know, we went from 30 servings to 20 servings. Now we're kind of itching back towards 22, 25. Some people are bringing back 30 servings for the value play because of inflation and the way the world is. So, you know, I, I don't have any problem with that. I think that's cool. Um, but I, yeah, we are in a much better place in 2023 than we were in 2018, 2019, 2020. Um, but there's still always gonna be something. I mean, it, you, you Ben, you constantly are reading up on some of these letters that the FDA is saying right, wrong, or indifferent. They're still selling these shit. Um, sometimes, like we look at them and we sh- scratch our head and be like, what? Or the ingredient stuff, right? Like with Amazon recently, it's like, oh my god, like this yeah. is what we're dealing with now. Um, and I don't, I don't know. You would know better than me what the reasoning is behind it. They're trying to swing a big dick and try to, like, hey, we're going to put our nose where it doesn't belong um, on certain well, stay things. Well, tuned. But- we have a podcast coming uh, end of May, early June, with the lawyer that defeated the FDA on NAC. We're going to be podcasting down in, in D.C. Mm-hmm. with that, uh, NPA and Kevin about that. So we'll be talking a lot about answering that question. Um, we're really good at, if we don't know something, just bring on the person who does. And that's what I'm hoping yeah. to do that day i don't know how depth and depth we're going to go but i'm pretty excited for that honestly the real question is uh if mike still misses dmaa as much as he used to i know like you weren't you weren't you a big fan of that mike back in the day yeah or, um, or you, you... yeah having known more like so my argument was always that it is found in nature and it is still i do believe it's found in nature but that doesn't mean it is per the law, law compliant ingredient and once the the course ruled that i stuck with that and we kind of got away from that stuff with that said I'd be lying if I said I didn't know of a location that has a little bit. I have not used it in probably six it's, months it's, though. So no, I It's in your freezer in the Tubbo Jack 3D. Did you know he took oh, yeah. he waited three I years did. to tell me he had that? Was oh, I, I, I remember. I was even thinking about that one. I forgot about that tub. I do have some OG <laughs> Jack. Yeah, I have some Jack. I, I don't even know what it is. I it, thought it he was fucking with me. He sent me a picture yeah. of it. It's hilarious. 
Yeah. I, it, I mean, that, you can sell that. You can sell that shit on eBay. I mean, that could be your. That's your meal ticket, Mike, right there. That's, that's, <laughs> <laughs> Financial freedom, right there. Um, yeah. So I, I, I have some stuff. No, I haven't needed it. I, you know, I, I honestly, we have so much momentum. I cannot afford to slip anyway. So like this, there's this internal pressure. And I think you feel like that too. You can't stop. So no matter what, and I've, I've been quite healthy metabolically that I, I don't worry about it. Sleep has been pretty good. I, I, you know, don't work out as much as some of you guys, but I am, I am fit right now and I'm happy about it. So I don't feel like I need that much stimulant. My diet has been pretty good. So I'm, yeah. uh, but no, I do have it. So I, it's been about six months since I've touched any of that stuff, but man, I, uh, I always liken, there's a mathematician quote, maybe I'll throw it in the show notes or whatever, but basically he was, uh, hooked on, he was hooked on some form of, of amphetamines and he was bet by another professor that he couldn't quit amphetamines for a month and he did it and, and he successfully quit amphetamines for a month and he said, you just held back mathematics for a whole month because this guy was like one of the best mathematicians and he used amphetamines to like do crazy math and everything and he was really good at that so like um there was a time where i i felt like i needed stimulants to like to move things forward and I, that's actually absolutely not not the case right. at all and i've even lowered my caffeine dose so um i don't know i forget what the original question was but yeah there's there's a couple stashes around town but i'm not um i'm not requiring it so it's all about diet and figure out what really removing foods that mess you up and stuff. So mm. I, I've, I'm always on a, a path of doing that and feel like I'm in a good spot, yeah. spot right now. I would say the one thing I would like to see um, is us to become more of a community, not, not you guys and me, like we are, but like the industry as a whole and versus like throwing people under the bus, just being super negative. I'd like, I mean, the whole purpose of getting into this space, I mean, obviously the people want to make money, right? But you, if you're creating a dietary supplement, I will hope that your idea behind creating that is to help you ha- it, it to be a tool for somebody to use to better their life through a lifestyle change or a consistent lifestyle lifestyle choices in terms of, of health and fitness. So like, you know, seeing a company like rise having the number one pre-workout, I don't, you know, like other brands shouldn't like necessarily shit on that. They should be like, cool. Like more people are doing it. Like I, I get there's a competitive set to it. Um, now understand like if the CEO is going to treat you like shit from a company, then you're, you're going to get, you know, some feedback on that, but like, you know, seeing Dom and, and uh, you know, Dan and Ryan and those two brands come together this year and seeing even like black market and Panda, which we don't really talk about much, but like seeing brands come together to put something together and they don't have to do a collaborative product. It's not even that, but like, just understand that we're, we all got into this for a reason. At least I did. And I know you guys did too. Like I really wanted to help people through educational content, no bullshit. Like that's always been my goal. And when I post something about a brand, and all of a sudden I get a text from a different brand owner bitching or throwing them under the bus. Like, understand this. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't need to be the middleman between some pissy fight that you have. Like I am trying to help a, the brands that I work with, but through a lens of helping the end consumer, because that's really who, who my audience is. Um, and not everybody's trying to rip you off. Not everybody's trying to copy you. Not everybody's trying to undercut you even though like that seemingly is the mindset that many people in the space have is they have this guard up that everybody's after their fucking position. Um, why, why, like, why, why is that? Why do we have this guard up being like, I mean, I don't ever think that price pile is coming after me. And I hope you guys never feel like I'm trying to come after you. Cause we're, again, we're, we're in this together. And I just wish other brands would do the same thing. It's like, as long as you can behave like an adult and you're kind and courteous and you're doing the right things and you're not a piece of shit, like, there's no reason we all can't just get along and root for the success of one another. If somebody gets into Walmart or target 
like ghosts getting a target with hydration and stuff. I mean, that's awesome. That is awesome for the entire industry. Cause that, again, we talked about that. I know you guys aren't the biggest fans of Redcon, but total war going into Walmart years ago at the full, yeah. the full formula at three, nine, 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 there were brands that stepped up and said, you know what, maybe we don't like the team there or we don't like the brand, but this is good for the space. Uh, and since then, we have seen how many more brands go into Walmart. Now, you can talk about the formula you want, but more brands have had the opportunity to go in because of that. Um, and so I just wish, like, we all can say, like, let's advance this space together. And again, what you two guys are doing and, and partnering with ingredient manufacturers and fighting the battle on Capitol Hill, like, that's, the, that's what we should be doing as brands as well. It's like coming together, moving industry forward. It's okay if they buy this pre-workout this day and in the month they buy a different pre-workout. Like, they're still actively going to the gym bettering their life hopefully and and just can be around longer for people that you know they care about i think anyone who who is interested in doing that and ryan i I actually want to invite you too for it uh it who thinks it may not be able to be done should take take it just a day and peruse through our discord server we've got like we got over 600 engaged users in there who like literally just come in to talk about fitness and supplements and it's the coolest thing Mm. The first night we got 25 people and I thought that was cool, you know, now we've got over 600. It's like a conversation constantly. And a lot of that in there is brands. You know, we've had a couple of brands come in and kind of be a little douchey in there. And like it quickly gets squashed without me even being involved. Like people kill them with kindness. Mm -hmm. So no, 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 here we are all talking together about this. And it is is the coolest thing. I think we used to have like the bodybuilding.com forums. We used to have a lot of different like magazines and for community stuff. Yeah. Facebook groups. Mm-hmm. And then that, uh, that Instagram let go of community. And so discord picked it up and we, I feel like we have the best discord in the industry. So <laughs> definitely better than mine. <laughs> definitely better than mine. Right. We do have to get going. Thank you so much. Yes, sir. Like this has been a pleasure. Very excited to get this up and everything. And I'm sure we'll find some good clips of you. Thank you. We'll talk <laughs> Appreciate soon. you guys.